Hey everybody and welcome to episode 483 of Vegagame Apocalypse. I'm your host Michael Raparez coming to you from the Tim Gray Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash lasertime and join us at the $20 level. Who's joining me now? Mm, Shell Batgirl movie Chris Antiston. And special guest... Shelved Scooby-Doo movie, Tony Wilson. Touche. Oh, travesty. Tony, where can people see more of you? Hey, well, you can see slash hear slash whatever more of me at Framework. It's a video essay channel I run on YouTube. Easiest way to get there is youtube.com slash C slash Framework Video. As of the time you're hearing this, the most recent one I did was on Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts. Hearts 3D. Yeah. Dream yeah. Drop Distance, which was the first game I was ever paid to cover for an outlet that at some point all three of us worked for, which is... Interesting oh, wow. oh, yeah. to think about. Yeah. Neat. It was uh, 10 years ago, which is really weird to think about. But anyways, yeah, someone a couple years ago tweeted like, wait, hold on. We work- Were you a fetus when we worked together? I don't understand how <laughs> you've been doing this 10 years. <laughs> um, was that Dan? Yeah, it then, seems like a Dan thing to say. No, it was uh, uh, Justin Tao. Oh, said that. Okay. Ah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is he still there? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, he hasn't been there for some time. All right. He's tearing um, up in the music industry. All right. Yeah. He he like makes a living busking or something like that, which is oh, like wow. pretty dope. Yeah. That's rare. Yeah, he makes his stuff happen. Anyway, yeah, I'm here. And uh, I like games. I like you guys. I like being here. This is, uh, I don't know. I've been on here a lot <laughs> at this point, but I always have fun. YouTube.com slash framework. Is that right? Uh, YouTube.com slash channel slash framework or ah. slash C slash framework. Yeah. Just Google you'll, Framework you'll, YouTube. Yeah. You'll framework. get there. Oh, you'll, no, you'll probably get like a Home Depot channel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a Actually, lot of that stuff. You will. I, I tried looking up Framework on YouTube, <laughs> and I just got like a bunch of PC building stuff. Yeah, like, that's, that's, not that's the... It's, it's, that's the you know it's it's a trade off with a name like that right because mm-hmm. yeah it's like not like a it's not like a unique thing that I'm the only result for but at the same time it's a common enough word that any time I hear it I go hey that's me even if it, the context <laughs> is not at all uh, re- related you know just the the irony is I'm subscribed to your channel so I feel like it should surface your results first gotta hit that bell dog yeah yeah you gotta hit that bell mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 speaking of a uh, Googleability as search engine optimization. I want to reach out to the people who make the uh, Vin Diesel Triple X franchise because I, I think you, you named your movie something that I, it came up on thirty twenty ten this week, and I tried googling it without the term Vin Diesel or movie in it, and I was pretty shocked by what came up in my image results without the safe search on. <laughs> Apparently, really the that Vin Diesel shocked. movie has reached nowhere near the zeitgeist penetration of just. The regular search results for triple X. Lol penetration. Yeah, which, I was say, nice, nice, I th- nice choice of words there. <laughs> which I thought was odd because like it's what really kind of robot goes Google to Google results. and just puts in three X's and like, I feel lucky. <laughs> <laughs> just just surfaces a bunch of like cartoon whiskey bottles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh I should also say uh, Matthew Allen is out this week on a business trip, so yes. uh, he'll be back next week. We always, as we always say, magician practice. Mm-hmm. Magician, that's practice. where he has he's, to be. He actually got fired. infused into uh, this gun I have here. Segway. Oh. oh, yeah you you came up with this week's uh, <laughs> theme actually because of uh, one of the games that came out this week. Which, by the way, I tried when you reminded me, like, oh, that's out this week, and it's surprisingly really fun. Right? Isn't it yeah. delightful? Uh, yeah. well, hold on. What is this surprisingly business, Michael? Well, I mean, I didn't know what to expect from a game called <laughs> yeah. uh, Frogun or Frogun. Uh, it's 
Uh, and it's uh, like a PlayStation Asian 1 Japanese throwback. Frogs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it uh, in, uh, I, I guess, guess, the second I was guessing. segment of the I have show. no yeah. idea. But you actually came up with the idea of living weapons, and we talked about it some more, and it's like, well, how about talking weapons, chatty weapons? Because that's always yeah. a lot of fun. Maybe not necessarily alive ones, but ones that give the impression of being alive. Because it feel like the name yeah. of a Jet Li movie. Mm. The, the impression of weapons. being alive? No, the living weapon. <laughs> oh, okay. Living weapon. The impression of being alive is more of like a Modest Mouse album, I think. Yeah. I wouldn't put that shit on Jet Li. Jet Li will define 2002 in Living Weapon. Someone was just talking to me the other day about Jet Li's The One. So this is a weird uh, Venn diagram happening right now. I, was, I cannot tell you how forward I was looking to that movie. What a naive time in my life. <laughs> When I found out it had the American movie guys in it, and it does, and it's awesome. Uh, at least that's one of my favorite cameos. Yeah, yeah, they're both. I didn't know movie. that. Was that when Jet Li visits? Jet Li visits a Coven. <laughs> Coven, <laughs> not your fault. I, anybody <laughs> can remember American movie. That's such a good film. I have no idea what you're talking. Isn't that right, about? Mike. Okay. Uh, one of the best documentaries of all time. The funniest documentaries of all time. Huh. Real documentaries. No. I think I think the one would make an interesting double feature with everything everywhere all at once because they're like very similar concepts but handled in mm. completely different ways. Such a fantastic movie, Tony A twenty four's highest grossing film uh, ever. So it is. It's yeah. a great movie. Second best thing I saw this year. Ooh, can't wait to find out later this year. It's <laughs> I guess, RRR. I mean, with, yeah. you have to always have to put that asterisk in when there's a new Minions movie up. That's I've true. seen it. Second best movie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was not a gentle minion, but I did go mm. see that. No, no, the best thing I saw this year was actually RRR. And, you know, whenever whenever Oscar time rolls around yet again, I'm sure we'll speak about all this. Because I'll probably be talking about how it was robbed and not nominated for yeah, anything. <laughs> yeah. Realistically, yeah, probably. Yeah. Anyways. Um, anyways, it's going to be a fun show. Yeah, we, we're going to get into... Top five living weapons, but there's a bunch of games to talk about. Frogun, Digimon Survives, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. There's a, there's a Dead by Daylight dating sim that just came out that we can mm. talk about. That, that <sighs> I played enough to get a sense for. So, uh, yeah, we can get into all that stuff right after this. everybody, it's me, the raccoon that lives under Chris's porch, here to deliver the portion that you normally fast-forward through. That's right, I'm here to tell you how to support Video Game Apocalypse, even though God knows these schmucks don't deserve it. My God, they're late with shows week after week. What kind of an excuse is a business trip? I got sick, my mother was dying, a raccoon bit my ankle off, and I'm pretty sure it was you. Boo-hoo-hoo. Good news, there's a bunch of ways you can do this. You can go to patreon.com slash lasertime if you prefer to throw money at your problems. Or, you know what, helping these guys is free. Good news, you don't have to give them anything. You can just go up to a friend and say, hey friend, I notice you're the kind of person who likes video games. Good news, there's a show where some guys talk about video games for two and a half hours every week, and they're like, two and a half hours? Don't you have anything a bit longer? And you'll say, no, that isn't possible. Then you'll go in separate directions and never speak to each other again. If that's too much human interaction for you, you can go on your podcast app of choice and leave us a rating. Five stars or better, please. Just say, this is the best show ever. A raccoon told me to say this, therefore you can trust me. Anyway, that's my time. Back to the part you actually downloaded the show for. And we're back to talk about what? Living uh, weapons, a learning computer. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Tyrak, your sword. Go hit this guy. A computer made in the image of a human mind. Any- <laughs> Let's begin with... Number five. For the love of all that is holy, stop pounding me. 
Um, <laughs> that's your hint. That's all you have to go on. <laughs> this is Chris's triple X story again, right? Yes. I, <laughs> look, <laughs> never hit that I'm feeling lucky button. You'll always get Amazon or porn. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Any guesses what this is? It's got to uh, be so James the, Mason impression. Shadows yes. of the Damned. No, no. This is uh, no. this is near replicant. Oh, and uh, and that guy is well. I'll, oh, I'll let him introduce himself. With a single word, I grimoire wise can shatter the very universe itself. Now prepare to prepare to. Uh, uh, oh dear. It, Seems that the frantic bludgeoning you gave me earlier has caused my memory to escape me. Uh, this is probably my favorite entry on this list. However, it's debatable whether or not he qualifies as a living weapon because he is a book that floats around you autonomously. On the oh other hand, God. he mostly just shoots projectiles that you control. Yeah. So here's, he's I, he's a gun pod essentially. Here's I, he qualifies, and let me tell you why he qualifies. Because we got a variety of weapons going on here, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, and you know, we will get to them. I'm glad that we have a variety, by the way. I think it's more entertaining than just five guns. Mm-hmm. Um, we are three American men, but we're going to talk about more than just guns here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we we are uh, capable of that sometimes. Here's the thing: a a a, a grimoire. I'd say absolutely qualifies as a weapon because when you are playing, you know, a fire emblem or a game like that. Your spellcasters, that is the kind that is the item you switch in and out to change their uh you know, their capabilities. So it's totally their weapon. Yeah, totally. Totally. And even even if you don't, you know, your character is not a spellcaster and you just make friends with this book and he follows you around, you're still in control. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, can, he can shoot different things, depending, you know, he can mm-hmm. either be, act like a machine gun or, you know, shoot out these big spiky things that impale enemies. And yeah. he's, he's very useful. Of the five we're going to talk about in here, and obviously they're all good picks, but this is maybe the most, uh, maybe this or one other is the most, uh, like, kind of the best voice I think mm. you're going to hear of the five, because this is uh, uh, Liam O'Brien of now Critical Role fame is where everyone's oh, really? going to know him from. Yeah. As soon as it played, I was like, wait a minute. I need to double check real quick because I'm pretty sure this voice is like, you know, someone really great. Yeah, it's Liam O'Brien, who, yeah, I guess you would bet folks would best know from Critical, Critical Role now. I want to say he had a role in Castlevania's Netflix as well, uh, where he was doing basically this same voice. <laughs> Go figure. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, Gr- Grimoire, Grimoire Vice is, a, you know, yes. it's a fun character. Grimoire Vice. And. And uh, this this game it was originally released in the U.S. as Near. It came out, I think, with a last much year? better title. Yeah, Near Replicant Ver dot one point two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine dot dot dot. Uh, <laughs> Square's got some balls to blame their mm. their Western developers for lack of sales. <laughs> <laughs> And it's funny how the wacko naming conventions apply to more than just Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> mm-hmm. But to to this game's credit, like that is the version to get because it is a vastly improved. Like there's still some annoyances from the original game that hold over, but in general, the the combo system there, there's just a ton of little quality of life updates that make it a much more enjoyable experience than the first game was the original. So, um, yeah, it, definitely check it out. But there's also just a lot of entertaining dialogue between Vice and the hero, which, you know, can be called near, but isn't doesn't canonically have a name, I don't think. 
You ever wish you could just warp back to the client after you get their stuff? Warp? Yeah. It's apparently a kind of magic that can zap you to faraway places in an instant. Ah, that one. Well, I would stay away from such devilry were I you, lad. How come? Because all of the sages who attempted said spell were reduced to mincemeat when they struck obstacles in their path. Uh, wow. All right then. Walking it is. Yep, stick with the basics, kid. Uh, they call that shunting. Mm. Yeah, at least in D&D, because I'm going to link it back to Critical Role again. <laughs> <laughs> but what's funny about that is that, like, after he gives that speech, there is a thing where you, you do a task and you beat a boss, and, like, you don't have to walk all the way back. It just immediately warps you back to the client. So, <laughs> oh, well. I guess canonically yeah. you walked there. Um, yeah. But he, he also has an intense rivalry with uh, Kaine, the female companion that you recruit along the way who's notorious for swearing a lot and only wearing lingerie at all times. Still more hygienic than a bundle of paper stuck in the same shitty cover for life. There is nothing more filthy than your underwear, hussy. What, this? I don't wear the same one all the time. I have a different set for every day of the week. And every night, I spill them with soap and water. So you can bet your ass I'm cleaner than you. My word. Yeah, you tell him, Kaine. Uh, where do those insults come from? The Old West? I guess. <laughs> Your knickers are Yeah, I don't lying. know what... Yoko Taro was on an interesting kick with that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Stinky, unhygienic book. Yeah, I don't know... I, I don't know how Grimmar Vice hasn't been memed more. With mm. that... With, with, like, you unwashed hussar. Like, how was that have, not have something... Have like a more popular game, I think. Uh, yeah, I guess. Fair enough. One that doesn't end in, like, the first 20 digits of <laughs> um, oh man but uh but yeah no I, I i enjoy this character i really enjoy the like even in that like active rivalry active rivalry well i don't know why that's hard to say Maybe because i was speaking portuguese all day uh, like uh in that active uh rivalry um there's still so much dryness and sarcasm to mm. how he speaks and that's just like that's I, I don't know. Maybe that tone gets tiring over the course of a long action RPG. But like, I don't know. It's I just think it's a very a, appropriate voice for a book. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, Regal James Masoning. No. Yes, I definitely know more than you. <laughs> twenty thousand leagues under the sea and twenty thousand kinds of board. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor right. Aranax. Such a great pronunciation on Aranax. <laughs> now, I feel like we're going to get whiplash from uh, b- between the voice acting for Grimoire Vice and the voice acting for this next I'm okay character. With it. That's all I know about. Number four. There is no longer any power to support the peaceful lifestyle of the Islanders. It is most pitiable. The only way to ensure the return of the Shine Sprites is to keep the island from becoming any dirtier. Robotic voice character, you have to clean up an island. What yes. is this? A 3D platformer about cleanliness. Could this be more <laughs> Japanese? Uh, yes, it's Mario Sunshine. Mm-hmm. And that is, of course, Flood. I'll let Flood explain Flood here. Subject identified as Mario, resident of the Mushroom Kingdom. Data storage complete. 
I am Flood, a flash liquidizer ultra-dousing device. I hope to be of assistance. Flood is, is a water pack that sits on Mario's back with a nozzle that moves like a mouth when it talks. You can just use it to spray things, you use it as a jet pack, and when it runs dry, you just jump into the nearest body of water, of which there are many, and refill it. You use it to hover, it's uh, mm-hmm. pretty ingenious, still semi-controversial in the world of Mario games, just because it's one where Mario's abilities aren't all his own, but mm-hmm. like, fuck you, Odyssey, it Odyssey rules, <laughs> like, eat a dick. Yeah. <laughs> nah, Mario, Mario Sunshine, it's good. If, if you haven't gone back to it, go back to it. 3D All-Stars is a good way to do it. It's better than you remember. I, I think that's that, that's the the must purchase aspect of 3D All Stars because you yeah, you've been able yeah, to play think so. Galaxy for a long long time on multiple platforms Super mm. Mario 64 on multiple platforms this is the second and only other time Sunshine has ever come out and it I think it got the best spit polish 1080p and like just mm. getting that HUD out of the way yeah. of a full screen presentation it looks so beautiful. Spit polish or a little, you know, a little squirt of the flood there. Yeah. Uh, what I love too is, is uh, I, I didn't think about this really until we were putting this uh, list together, but um, I like that flood also sort of has the like incidental sounds that Mario has. Like when you fill up the water, or other things happen. There's like that incidental like sound, like almost the way a Yoshi will make a noise. And it's oh, yeah. like, I don't know. It's a nice little touch. Oh, I never fucking noticed that. Maybe <laughs> that's what I get for uh, listening to true crime podcast while I... <laughs> play my remasters mm. i do want to point out this game was supposed to go off sale um what was it last year remember oh, yeah. but that was that was just the physical edition right or were they delisting yeah, it too the physical edition is readily available pretty much anywhere you go mm. and uh okay. i guess the digital edition isn't available is so the one that's not available they, maybe they decided definitely... not to shove it back into the disney vault uh <laughs> i don't know I, I have a feeling they just kind of probably flooded your local uh-huh. retailers with with stock and it's not sold through yet mm. they flooded it ah, ah clever i clever. mean it's still 60 dollars, <laughs> so like it's oh uh, not priced like a year old game i am a 60 dollar product yeah. by me <laughs> might as well be because you know that's what you're buying this for uh, uh I know, it's not like it's not like these games include anything else like it is a uh, not a very you know, they do not <laughs> it's a bare bones collection impressive yeah. collection other than the games <clears throat> themselves not, yeah, yeah. I feel like these games should be like packaged like an art book or something. Like it's it's an art book you can play, and there's like a bunch of detail oh, and interviews. Oh, like have... that Criterion one thousandth Godzilla set. Sure, I would have you loved not see something that? like it that. Is for astonishing. Sun- something like that for Sunshine would have been fantastic. Because just thinking about, and this is something I've thought about. I don't know, maybe for a future video someday. But like the general like art direction and cohesion of Super Mario Sunshine, like yeah. I would love to see like the concept art of like of, okay, we have an island, what can we do with this? Like we're gonna put the whole game here, and we still want our variety of levels. So like, what do we do with it? You know, and so and they had a, there's a still quite a variety there. So yeah, Isle Delfina yeah. is just a wonderful place to be, and I'm yeah I'm always happy to see it show up in uh, the ensemble cart tennis games uh i wish i could spend yeah, more time there that and there's something about any game that has an amusement park level oh, so cool i don't there's something about being able to like i guess it's like the shape of the rides and platforming on those but there's just something about it that is just always cool and I, you always I, know I, you're gonna ride the roller coaster you know i feel like that level in particular is your perfect way to try out all of your skills because 
there are probably more things you can do with the flood pack than you're even paying attention to. And, yeah. And and for some reason that that area just because there's so many things compacted so close together. And there's one really infuriating coin, I believe. At least the original game when I played it. I was trying to get that one blue fucking coin for hours and hours and hours. So I really got to learn my flood pack in that area. But again, this I think this game was optimized in other ways, including the flood pack. Uh, shit, I played it on a GameCube controller recently. And that analog push it down and it squirts harder. Mm. Uh, I don't know how Ayo. well they... Re- don't do that. <laughs> what is what sex act does that even describe that doesn't push it down and it squirts harder uh i think they call that the belly button pump <laughs> i don't know maybe maybe google triple x and see what comes up go. uh yeah uh, i i like that flood you know opposite the nozzle that moves like a mouth uh its head has like a spike that is frequently yeah. pointed directly at the back of mario's head so it's just like all <laughs> someone has to do is punch him and he's gone. Uh, My brain matters. Oh, no. Uh, this is in- also, interestingly, I-, I think maybe the only mainline Mario game that's almost fully voice acted. And so mm. not only do you have uh, Flood, but even even Bowser gets a voice. Mario! You again? Don't you ever give up? Mario! How dare you disturb my family vacation? <laughs> That just sounds like some nerdy guy doing a deep yeah. voice. <laughs> hey. It's just it's like it's it's the same person doing like both Bowser voices just All right, Bowser Jr. take one. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't yeah. mess with my daddy. Sounds like my dad. <clears throat> yeah, don't mess with, the with me. He doesn't want me to eat my vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> Mario, <laughs> make Bowser eat his broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although that that last fight Fighting Bowser in a like celestial hot tub mm-hmm. as the final encounter is so cool. <laughs> That's such a like it's, such a cool design. It's massive, yeah. It's like, it, outside of maybe Galaxy, is that the biggest that Bowser's ever been? Uh, well, yeah, I guess. I guess, I guess um, uh, the the one that we liked so much that came out last year, Inside was, Story, Fury <laughs> was Bowser's Fury. Bowser's Fury, yeah, oh, Bowser's Fury. Yes, yeah, that is the big. Yeah, that's, that's Kaiju that, yeah. Bowser. <laughs> um. It, it it's funny you mentioned the the only one of these games to have voice full voice acting. Also, the only one I think to send Mario to jail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the opening of the game. I forget <laughs> yeah. is Mario sitting in prison. Like we forget the the thrust of this game is Mario doing community service. Like mm-hmm. Bowser being a threat is kind of a background thing. He's really just there to clean up <laughs> the island. Yeah. Yeah, you know what a, a great way to ease people into your fun game is uh, position the fun like it's a punishment. <laughs> all i'm saying is everybody thinks power wash simulator is like some new thing i'm like uh-uh mm-hmm. no mario sunshine did it 20 years ago <laughs> that was the prototype absolutely yeah uh, yeah and, and i can confirm it's been pulled digitally for sure but available okay. at most Man. retailers okay. huh. i oh, grab yeah. i i remember specifically grabbing the physical edition because oh, yeah. i uh, something like that was happening oh yeah mm-hmm. I, I i we don't say this on michael a lot but i do not trust Nintendo to carry over any of my digital purchases to the next Switch. They haven't before. Why would they start now? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't even yeah. think if I bought a new one, they would be able to help me do that very well. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, nah. yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, Flood totally a weapon because you do use it offensively. It, it can fire missiles. Ooh, <laughs> you know, 
cannon? I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, you shoot missiles on the on that roller coaster ride, actually. Oh, okay. And a couple. There's also like the weird like bubble pig enemies that you can just like inflate and implode. Yeah, don't don't nice. think about how flood basically like there's several enemies you fire into their mouths to basically drown them to death. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, you, I always you, get distracted by Mario tearing the arms off the giant blooper. Yeah, like, so cruel. That's just mean. Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing that made that acceptable is that it shows up again. I'm like, I grew him back. Mm, yeah, he's fine. or essentially he's fine. waterboarding PD Piranha by <laughs> filling him with water and stomping <laughs> his gut <laughs> repeatedly. <I'll> stop. <laughs> you gonna tell us what do you know? <laughs> Where is Al Qaeda? <laughs> <laughs> what are you working with, Luigi? Send the bomb. This <laughs> is getting dark, so let's get really dark. Number three. Hey, fill those cracks with your explosive hot boner. You heard me. Uh, it's funny because he said boner. There's got to be a dick joke in there somewhere. I just can't yeah. see uh, it. I thought we were moving on from Mario Sunshine. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Shadows of the Damn Ned. Yes, Shadows of the Damn. So a, a man named Ned who s- is a beaver. A fun but kind of forgotten Suda 51 joint. With, I think, uh, the, dare I say, the most expensive looking Suda 51 joint. Everything else is a yeah. much smaller experience and a less refined. This is EA published. Like, I don't also, see, Where oh, was wow. their head during all this? Yeah. Also, dare I say, unfortunately, how many of his games are not forgotten? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. A great, 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 great uh, developer. One of the first uh, interviews I actually ever did. Really? Super nice individual, but um, but yeah, uh, valued by a certain group of people. Hmm. <laughs> Perverts. <laughs> well, I think I think yes. you could say this. This has a lot of like lollipop chainsaw vibes, in that it's a pretty mm. polished, yeah, 3D shooter. It's a very AAA game, and I don't know if I'd say that about. It's approachable to like mainstream audiences in its yeah. mechanics, but just not in its presentation. Yeah, yeah. and I think was this. The game following Lollipop Chainsaw? It was the same I era. Think, I, I think don't it was know if like just a couple months before Lollipop Chainsaw. Oh, before. Okay. I'm not sure. I do not know hmm. that for certain, but I believe so. Okay. Because I know I know it was like that late 360 era. Yes. It's it's June uh, 2011, and I thought Lollipop Chainsaw was 2012. Yeah. So Lollipop Sounds Chainsaw right. came after, I guess. Sounds right. Because Lollipop Chainsaw was the interview I did. But uh... but you don't, you don't do, uh, you don't make a game like this overnight, so it's not like anybody ripped off anybody else. I just seeing remembering yeah. this game and remembering EA's logo being on it is so surreal. Mm. It, yeah, I did. I guess I didn't even realize that was the case. I mean, that was when they were kind of EA was trying to branch out yeah. in more of these experiences, yeah, right? Like that's when we got like Army of Two, and and they were trying to among other get things, a little dead different. Spa- your dead spaces, uh, yeah, Dead Space did, Unraveled. Was that then? That was a little later, but, later. Yeah, yeah, a couple years later, okay. but like Brutal. Did they publish Brutal Legend finally? Like, was that Activision? EA? No, it was EA. It was EA, yeah. Oh, it was like, EA? Yeah. They okay. had a mandate to, like, more than just FIFA, more than just sequels, and they kind of yeah. went back to their roots over the last couple of years. But <laughs> They're like, nope, FIFA and sequels. FIFA. Now now, sequels. now, they're dissing their own products online with <laughs> calling single-player lame on Twitter or whatever that was. That was just... I think, I think that was maybe misinterpreted a bit, but... Uh, yeah, I get yeah, it. but I, I mean, anyway. Um, uh, but anyway, Sh- Johnson is a penis gun. Yeah. So, yeah, Johnson, the the main character's gun, is a former demon, however the hell that works, who appears most of the time as a a floating skull who can transform into a torch and into a variety of guns. And uh, he's he's got a backstory, which I'll let him relate. 
Is there a problem, Johnson? Well, I'm just saying, demons are buttholes. You really wouldn't like it there. <laughs> Says the former demon. What's wrong? Lost your spine. Uh, okay, okay, look. If you want to go to the underworld, good on you. But you don't know that place. Look, look, look. Look what they did to me. A few little transgressions, and now I'm doomed to an eternity of heavy metal jokes and, and posing for pirate flags. It's funny. He's a floating skull. Um, but he's a horny floating skull. Thanks for calling Angel Kiss, sugar. I'm not wearing anything but a smile. <laughs> How about oh you? God, oh, my God. 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 Oh, my Now that is a big boner. All right, Johnson. Let's take this pole for a stroll. Did I just hear John Oliver jerk off? <laughs> Possibly. I was like, man, it does not take much to get that skull going. But yes, the, the big boner is a like long barreled version of the, the, the gun, like big, powerful Magnum pistol thing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you're, yes. you're obvious, you know, you're like, you're, purposefully again very phallic weapon and johnson you know has has a lot of personality he takes what would otherwise be a solitary experience turns it into a buddy comedy and uh he of course raps at the end you you guys want to hear the the johnson rap yes i I never finished this game oh well here he goes i don't want to hear anything more spoilers i guess Ooh, Johnson, that's my name. Big penis, that's my game. Johnson, yeah, Johnson, ooh, Johnson, everywhere, yeah. Motherfucker, bit huh, shit went down, ha, ha, in the darkness. We shall have fun. Talk about my Johnson, talk about my bum. Yep. It it's it sounds like a fucking written, like, by Brendan Small. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, rap about your penis for uh, me. About, hey, Brendan. Hey, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> uh honestly that was better that was more entertaining than i was expecting because it's it wasn't the like my name's johnson am i'm here to say like it, it wasn't it couldn't even muster that you know I what i mean one boners in a major way i said I'm major. <laughs> uh, has, has that fruity pebbles ad really just poisoned our brains that badly it is it, is. it was it was <laughs> white people interpreting rap to. in commercial form mm-hmm. in a major way whatever I'm here to say in a major way is, yeah, it's like shorthand for bad rapping. Yes. It just is at mm-hmm. this point. It, it's yeah. like, I think it's like when, I think it was like actual rappers were getting warmed up in the late 70s. They may have said that. Yeah, like the Could Sugar be. Hill Gang might have said it yeah. once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and regretted it. Yeah. And hounded off of 1980s social media for and, it. And then Joe Piscopo <laughs> took it and really ran with it. Because again, I theorized mm-hmm. the only rap group he ever saw was the Fat Boys. Hmm. So he thought everybody was supposed to go, dude, it's fucking 2010. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. <laughs> Hip hop has come so far since oh then. God, it's embarrassing. Come on. <laughs> Although it wouldn't surprise me if Kendrick threw in a bow <gasps> at some point. So <laughs> sure. Uh, but yeah, J- Johnson uh, is a big, big part of what makes Shadows of the Damned an entertaining game. Uh, and and also Garcia fucking Hotspur, Steve Bloom doing an accent through the whole thing. Yeah, like uh, that's reviews fun. are really hard on this game, but in hindsight, it's yeah. a really polished third-person action game. It's just it it 
all of its weirdness is in the dialogue and the cutscenes, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's pretty fucking short, I believe. Um, I didn't finish it, but like, you know, short enough to like with no multiplayer. Like, I paid sixty bucks for this. Shit. Yeah. Well, it was it was one of those. It's just like, oh, it's it's sixty dollars, and it's like six hours. That was actually like a selling point for me at the time. It's like, oh, this is a game oh, I can hours. finish easily. Yeah. One night for Michael, two nights for me. Mm-hmm. That's that's one reason why I've enjoyed Stray so much. <laughs> like, just do this in a couple sittings and you're done. It's short. Yeah. Says you, you would think. Uh, still not done mm-hmm. with that game. But maybe I sort of yeah. am. Maybe. <laughs> uh, well, let's move along to... Number two. Found something. us that's transistor that right is transistor there. and i you know when I was, I was talking earlier about how like there's i think two performances on here that are like particularly noteworthy as far as like the voice itself and other than uh grimoire i think this is this is the one uh yeah. you know that this is like we all like when transistor first dropped you know debut game for um super giant 1997 311 uh, album we all remember we were there that was it. Uh, Amber is the color of my transistor. And uh, it, it, you know, put that studio on the map because it was a big hit. It was an important thing for indie games and, it, like, the way it told its narration. Because, like, the way that the narrator sort of works in a dynamic way is already kind of great. And then you – it also happens to be a sword, like, with you. Yes. You know what I mean? It, it like, it, it goes – it, like, it's – it crosses over between the non-diegetic and diegetic voice in a way that's just—it's fascinating. It's, it's just a really smart way to convey what's going on in the game. Yeah, you know, Red, the main character, who I—I I believe her voice has also been absorbed by the sword, but this—the sword right. like yeah. absorbs yeah, she's the silent. personality of a guy that you find dead with the sword sticking out of him. And I guess the sword and Red are able to communicate because they had some sort of bond previously. Like if you know someone before the the sword absorbs them you can communicate with them and uh, this guy unknown is her boyfriend and yeah it narrates the whole thing and uh but yeah there, there is a bit where like we know why the sword thinks that that she can hear him think anybody else is in here besides me huh. i've seen no one but when I look up to where the sky should be, I see you. And I know you can hear me. So, yeah. Be- before I get corrected, by the way, not Supergiant's first game. That Bastion. was Bastion. No, yes, Bastion. Um, it just that was first my bad. Got, you but, had me confused. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was my bad. <laughs> uh, no, no, Bastion's great. But, but uh, to that point of what I wanted to say was... Supergiant, like, their voice work has always yeah, been phenomenal. Good. Like, mm-hmm. it's always been top of the line. And uh, in this case, uh, the, the the sword is Logan Cunningham. And if you've played Hades, you've heard Logan's voice as, like, uh, as Hades and as a couple other. He voices a bunch of different gods in that game. So, you know, if, if you want more of that, play Transistor to hear more of that. I mean, that's, that's talented guy. And it's partially why I loved Hades so much, because I always felt like... I loved Supergiant's presentation better than I loved playing through. 
the entirety. That I always felt like I got towards, sort of bored with the game before I finished it. And mm. I, holy shit, was Hades just a better mesh of all of that shit? Like the voice acting, the presentation, and gameplay that I could do probably pick up right now and just love again. Yeah. I think Pyre was actually the one that broke through for yeah, me I didn't, I didn't uh, as far one. as their catalog. I really liked it. But, um, yeah, man, Talking Sword. Because the thing, like, you know, when we were making this list, there were kind of a few options for a Talking Sword, you know, that could happen. And, and I do think this is, like, kind of the best version of that. Because, like, the other one that comes to mind is, like, Fee from Skyward Sword. Mm-hmm. And Fee, you Nobody likes just, Fee. <laughs> right. You kind of just, it's not, it's not Fee's fault, mm-hmm. but she's a, she's a, 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 a tutorial that never stops holding your hand. And you just want her to shut it's, up it's, at some it's point. It's the downside you know? of keeping your protagonist silent, not unlike even Mario, yeah. is that this dumb thing you carry with you the whole time has to talk to you more than yeah. more than instead of just a text an easy text box, hey hey man, do this. No, no, I'm gonna I, yeah. I'm gonna have an in game item scream at yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. But I was gonna say, but this is an example of that working. Oh, I think. You know, like th- this is th- I think transistor oh, is, yeah. is an example transistor. of it if it being done well. Okay, good. Yeah, no, nothing in nothing in that Zelda game works. Nothing in Skyward Sword is no. a good example of anything. It's it's all even the features you think you like are prototypes for the ones that were actually good. In I'm Breath actually of the a, a huge mm-hmm. fan of the slice lime stamina meter. I wish every game used it. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I have I have tried many times to do some sort of coverage of Skyward. Like, can I pull something I like out of this and make a video of it? And the answer is just no. <laughs> like, all I can do is all I can do is point forward to be like. Hey, this thing that worked in Breath of the Wild kind of started here, but man, Skyward Sword. Anyways, we're yeah. not talking about Skyward Sword. We're talking about no, Transistor. We're talking about Transistor. <laughs> yes, a, a uh, what, what? She's like a nightclub singer or something, and has yeah, just carries around a giant broadsword in this like cyberpunk noir city, where it's being gradually taken over by something or other. I finished. I know I finished this game years and years ago. I don't remember all that much about it. I I remember in this this has less to do with like the, the voice of the sword, but I but well, one thing I thought was cool about it was it was it was almost like a like a mana system in the mm-hmm. sword. Like you had basically ability slots and you could only have so many at a time. So you would choose like there I want to say they were called circuits. Mm-hmm. You could like choose kind of what you wanted active at one time, which is it's a neat mechanic, right? Like, oh, I love this attack, but I kind of want this one more, and I I only have so many slots, so I guess I'm, you know, it's a one-in-one-out kind of system. It's pretty neat. Yeah, Transistor, fantastic. Everyone loves this game. But when you want to talk about talking guns and talking weapons, (laughs) I don't think anybody has done quite as much volume or variety as this next entry. Something already. Just because I'm digital doesn't mean I can't die of boredom. You know I can just self-destruct and kill us both any time, right? Is he kidding? Is he? No, no, you're you're fine. Just just make with the killing soon, huh? Uh, any any inklings? Be the doc, but uh, I don't know the weapon. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that yeah. is the voice of Handsome Jack oh, right. from Borderlands Two, and. Uh, that that weapon is the handsome jackhammer from Borderlands Three, which uh, has has his consciousness loaded into it. Real and quick, I'm just gonna do handsome jackhammer. I'm feeling lucky. Uh-huh, just to see uh-huh. what happens. Yeah, do that. Do that. <laughs> There's a, a a lot of guns in Borderlands. It's kind of what that series is known for. A lot of them mm. talk, and a lot of them talk in entertaining ways. So you've got handsome Jack, which is like having the 
mind of the bad guy continually trying to tease you and goad you into doing whatever. Uh, you've got the Morning Star, or otherwise known as the Guilt Sniper Rifle. Well, at least you stopped shooting for a little while. Good job ending that life. Donating to charity, you indirectly murder thousands of people every day. So it's basically like if you turn the loading screens from Spec Ops the Line into a gun and <laughs> it just will just sometimes yell the word guilt at you. And it's all about shaming you for for all your wanton killing. But it's a pretty decent sniper rifle. It, all things considered, it's just kind of horrified by its lot in life. Um, is Morningstar spelled with a U? Um, in, no, in no, strangely, but it should missed be. opportunity gearbox. Yeah, missed opportunity. I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about as we're talking through these. I'm thinking about like Borderlands has. Was it three that finally added the gun that shoots more guns? Yeah, I think. And so. uh, I'm like, now imagine those are voiced, and it was just the cacophony yeah, that would sounds, be. It sounds like a <laughs> typical Doom mod. I've <laughs> yeah, yeah, or something gearbox would absolutely do in in a Borderlands game. <laughs> well, speaking of cacophony, here's the cutie killer. Anything that uh, yeah, sounds a, like a dog from Su- Summer of Sam, I am totally down for. <laughs> kill, kill, kill. Uh, but yeah, this, <laughs> this isn't a comprehensive kill. list. This is just like some clips of the the guns that I thought were the most entertaining. Um, yeah. The Cutie Killer is fun, but uh, in Borderlands, the pre-sequel, which is, by the way, very Australian, possibly the most Australian <laughs> Borderlands has ever been. There's the, the real borders down under. There's the Boganella gun. Which is uh, apparently bogan is a an Australian slang for a, an uncultured, unrefined person. So a boganella yeah, would be a it, female one it, of those. Yeah, it's like their their term for redneck and, and a yeah, great class, yeah, basically weapon class in Monster Hunter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that bogan's uh, got a bogan. <laughs> got it, got it. Right, here's the boganella. What was that last one? <laughs> Fuck you in the face and the cut in the ass. Yeah, it sounded like that. No, the the last thing that was bleeped, I was like, wait, what was that? I don't know <laughs> I what don't was know. being said there. I don't know what word that was. Someone who knows Borderlands better can tell us. Uh, but yeah, also, also will just scream like, yeah, stick it in me when you reload her. Um, yep. the gross, gross character. I'm, um, I'm so glad Taika YTT, mm-hmm. his career's really blown up since that gun. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Different country. Nobody get mad at me. Yeah. I know he's from New Zealand. Yes, yes, this is true. How dare you? <laughs> um, finally, there there is a, a... Guns aren't the only thing that talk in Borderlands. Uh, there's also some shields that talk. And given <laughs> when this came out, I think this is a pretty obvious homage. This is the M-O-R-Q shield, or Mork. Ooh. I'm a pacifist. I'm a series of happy memories tied up in a ribbon of sadness. Oh, you're all so pretty. Good evening, Claptrap! Goodbye. 
Yeah, it's a Robin Williams I, impersonation. I, I have not experienced that, but I guessed it from the Mork. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. What year was that? This was, <laughs> I, I believe this was the year after Robin Williams died. This, this came out in the... There's a high probability he was a massive fan of the game. So. Oh, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, he was a yeah. massive fan of a lot of games. The guns, they talk to you. Yes, you fire it. Pew, pew, pew. Here I am. I'm a gun. Yes, sniper That's rifle. Not a bad Robin Williams, son. I've never heard that before <laughs> from you. I'm very excited by it. <laughs> I can't do uh, it. I'm never going to be able to do it well again. That's how that goes. That was part of the, the Claptastic Voyage DLC. Uh, yeah, just just because I saw it recently in that <clears throat> new Bobcats Goldthwait stand-up special, he said, you know, Robin Williams my best friend and hung around with him, and all he'd do all day was play Call of Duty mm. and love to get on at, like, 4 a.m. because then the Korean kids would get on. <clears throat> and he just oh, said, like, uh, yeah, like, I love Robin Williams. He's like, yeah, I, I think, but the guy in the game said, I think the genie from Aladdin just called me a cocksucker. Like, yeah, he did. He did. He definitely did. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, awesome. He had a bit about, I think that he told on Conan about like playing late at night and like a French guy coming on like, hello, can you help me? And so he's like trying to help this French guy play Call of Duty yeah. while these, these kids are like, kill the frog! <laughs> and, uh, yeah. oh, but, still Miss Robin. Yeah, I... Uh, so there was um so there there's a Best Buy that used to be in Marin City, California, which was right near where he lived in Sausalito, I think, or no, Tiburon, one of those places. It doesn't matter. Uh, what they 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 were closing down, and the clerk was talking to me. He's like, "Oh yeah, no, Robin Williams comes in here all the time." And like, really? And it's like, yeah, man. He like, you know, he'll he'll ask me like, oh, what's what's new with video games? What's what's out this week? Uh, let me see what's out this week. And he he always gets excited. And he like he found out that we're closing, and he got really upset. And he was like, where the fuck am I supposed to go now? The one in San Rafael, which is like you know miles up the freeway, like or GameStop sucks. Yeah, or you know buy games online, which isn't quite as much of a thing yet, but soon will be. Uh, <laughs> And I always said that about uh, being living in the Bay Area, I knew a ton of people who got a picture with Robin Williams, and it was mm. mostly airports, but if not, it was Best Buy, Game Store, Comic Book Store. That's that's where you'd see Robin yep. Williams. You, man behind the counter, I've got a question. I leveled up in Call of Duty, now I've got to do this prestige, do it all again, what's the point? <laughs> Very good, I'm so... Yeah. <laughs> keep going, more, more. Uh, <laughs> Talks the clerk's ear off, but then buys all their Evangelion figurines. So, <laughs> oh man, yeah. I'm uh, you know I'm 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 very happy with the list we made. I want to get before we move on, I'll give an honorable mention to Mister Zircon from Ratchet and Clank. Oh shit, that would have been yeah. It's in that's the a good uh, one. it's Mr. in the Zircon. it's it's in like the grimoire category of like kind of a floating other thing. It's almost more of a summon mm-hmm. than a weapon, but like yeah. you know. It, it it fits. It fits. Also came very close to squeezing the darkness on this list, but ultimately decided like, well, you know, it's it's a it's an entity that sits on your shoulders and eats things. It's not. I might uh, have to squeeze the darkness later tonight. Add some sauerkraut for dinner. Ew, gross. <laughs> uh, anyway, that has been our top five. Uh, oh, so what a what a way to end. Yeah. <laughs> squeeze the darkness. Uh, so we're gonna take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a bunch of new releases, some news, some other stuff. So stay tuned. When you speak, I hear silence. Every word a defiance. I can hear, oh, I can hear. Think I'll go where it 
get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. But I want to talk about good cartoons. Talk, talk about, about a good cartoon. A good experience. A movie I have seen three times. What? What? I've seen three times. Yeah, I've seen it twice already. Uh, that's Chippendale Rescue. What the fuck? I, I'm supposed to be the, like the diehard here. Jesus Christ. It, it is, I, does seem like a movie custom made for you, though, Chris, because it's like yeah. the sequel to Roger Rabbit. We never it, is, it is Roger Rabbit. And I, I don't say this with cynicism. It's Roger Rabbit for uh, millennials and Gen Xers. Uh, yeah. and, and, and just because, like, you know, I didn't want to spoil things for Michael. I was just like, Trying to say like, you're not going to see Mickey, and you're not going to see Donald really. But like, dude, there's schnookums in meat in the end credits. For fuck's sake, I don't think that's been acknowledged by Disney in any way ever. But there's like, they're just boom there in the end. It's fucking crazy. It, it, uh, some of those cameos that they got. And the, so, yeah. This is Randy Marsh is in a Randy Marsh is Randy in Marsh a fucking, is chilling in his sauna in a, in a sauna room. I was I, I got with uh, two of the three little pigs. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our final segment, where we're just going to not waste any time or, you know, fuck it. Slowing down. Yeah, playing, playing, hitting the button, hitting the button now, not wasting any more time. Well, come on. A couple games that we hadn't been able to play last week. We have been able to play, or at least I have. Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Ooh, Tony, boy. did Which you... The Portuguese, the Portuguese student enemy wants to pronounce it Xenoblade Chronicles <laughs> 3. Xenoblade. Xenoblade. Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Um, <laughs> I have not. I'll leave it to you two to talk okay. about. My, my experience with Xenoblade is playing the um, Chronicles on 3DS. Mm-hmm. Getting, yeah, my, my, getting to what I thought was about the ending seeing that i was only about through act two and Mm. saying i can't get through this is too much i have to put this down (laughs) and and picking up chronicles x and really not liking it Mm -hmm. so i've not played two and i've not touched three and it's to my shame because i know people love them and i'm a big rpg guy but i have not played xenoblade chronicles i have not played xenoblade chronicles three so i'll leave it up to you guys uh well xenoblade chronicles three it goes back to kind of more the the open world formula the first game it is an interesting conceit in that you have like your main characters are soldiers in this army and the this army is like i I think it's keves or kesev and they are always at war with this other nation called agnes and they have these colonies all over the planet and they are fighting because they need to steal each other's life force in order to survive. And every every member of this, this civilization lives 10 years and most of the the protagonists are in their ninth or 10th year. And so, mm. like, you know, they're looking forward to like, oh, if I just live through the war long enough, I can uh, have my homecoming and, and get a peaceful departure from this world. And... Uh, maybe five or six uh, hours into the game, mild spoilers, uh, they meet someone that... And, and I love when this happens, when they establish a world 
And then you, the, the just by the time you've come to accept this world, they like break the rules of it. It's like they right. meet someone who's wrinkly and like, wait, how are you, how is your skin like that? How are you so much older yeah, how than are any you old? of us? Yeah. And he's like, this is what humans are supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. So you say they only live 10 years. Mm-hmm. Is this like a, they die after 10 years or is yes. this like that Star Trek episode a- where they're okay? After, they're not, like, after 10 all. years, they, they have a uh, if they survive that long, they get a homecoming ceremony where uh, the offseers, as they're called, play a tune on their flute and their body peacefully disintegrates and becomes. OK, so it's like energy. it's more ritualistic. I see a little bit. So more, do, yeah. do Blade they, do, Runner meets Logan's run. So do they accelerate like an or do they age it like an accelerated rate then? Yes, because the, the, they're, they're all to say that uh, the trailers don't look like kids. <laughs> yeah, the, the 10 year olds, the nine or 10 year olds are all like, uh, I don't know, maybe, you know, 18, 19, somewhere in there. Okay. They, the anime hero age. <laughs> got it got it <laughs> yeah yeah but they're all technically very much minors um but okay. the combat system i don't remember xenoblade previous games enough to remember if this was the case but uh you get a lot of cooldowns and special moves yeah well what it is is you just move into proximity to the enemy that you want to attack mm-hmm. and you will start just auto attacking and then you have like all these special skills that you can uh, as as you're attacking, if you like hit the button for the skill right as your attack lands, you'll do a special attack. So it's like, really, you're doing constant damage, but uh, the the actual moves that you're doing are your skills. And it's uh, ideally, eventually, you'll like play as different characters and start to learn how to use your team effectively and and switch between them. And it's like, oh well, playing as this character, I was able to do this, but then I switched to the healer in the party, and now I can do this, and it's a little bit more efficient, and I, mm. I kind of understand the different rhythms of these characters. So, I'll be honest, this took me a while to get into. Uh, it front loads a lot of cutscenes and exposition, which is, I think that's a, a thing endemic to a lot of JRPGs, and I have never liked it. I, I've always felt like, let me get to like your game... And then I'll decide if I want to care about the characters. Don't assume I already care enough about the characters to sit through 10 minutes of cutscene right at the start. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely growing on me and that, that little, that little twist reveal is, is helping a lot with that. So um, mm. yeah, it's a, it's a cool uh, fantasy sci-fi game. Now the thing that, that narrative hook does sound really interesting, mm-hmm. but the, the thing that hooked me about the, original game well if you want to call it original i know it's all a xeno spinoff anyway mm-hmm. but um of chronicles was that the world was like the body of a giant titan yeah or whatever is that still a thing they're doing in this series or if that it is kinda... i haven't seen that t- be talked okay. about so far so. okay because like it was a big deal to be like oh you you have climbed up the whole leg now you're at the waist mm-hmm. or whatever like in that first game so okay um, because that was what initially made me play that one, but mm-hmm. um, but I know that I mean that that that's an interesting narrative thing. It's just man, I got a lot going on. I don't know if I can play a sixty-hour yeah. RPG. Right it's now, it's a big one. And you know, uh, friend of the as show, much Brendan, as I want to. Yeah, friend of the show, Brendan Hess actually pointed out something mm-hmm. interesting on Twitter, and I think he wrote an essay about it. That uh, and and I guess you can do this in the previous Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, you you have the ability to manipulate the camera in these games and you can say like, Oh, I want it to get into like, you know, a a really pulled out position and just stay there. Or I want it to follow my character really closely. 
You can also push the camera through your character's head and just have it be in first person, which is yeah, a really you, neat you, like, way play to play the, whole the game, game like that. Yeah. Not ideal during combat, but still pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, I I, I did re- I did see that. Yeah. Interesting. So Genoblade um, Chronicles 3, uh <laughs> Yeah. Genoblade Chronicles 3. Yeah. Uh yeah. it's it's pretty cool. Available now non Nintendo Switch. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, did... I'm almost gonna get mad at your accent. I'm almost mad. <laughs> almost. That was that was definitely a little more played up than what I would, mm. how I would actually just speak Portuguese for sure. <laughs> I mean, it came off as pretty Italian. Is <laughs> nice. That's kind of the thing with Portuguese and me, the way I speak it. So yes, is <laughs> nice. The Zandal blade. Um, yeah. Yeah. Why am I doing that? I'm gonna make bigger the pasta sauce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Touch my DLC. I'll break your face. Yeah. Uh, Digimon Survive also came out last week. I did play about almost two hours of it. Uh, it is very much a visual novel where you get to make choices and, you know, it, it does a bunch of story, exposition, talking, talking, text boxes, and then uh, investigate the scene. Go click on this. Go click talk to this person, etc. And then it mixes that with... Uh, tactical, like, turn-based XCOM-style battles with wow. Digimon, which mm. are pretty cool. And all both, the both of these elements... What's the breakdown, What's the percentage Sorry? between those two play styles? Uh, like, well, how much are you doing one versus the other? First two hours is still pretty early in the game, but uh, mm-hmm. definitely at, at that point, it's probably like about 80-20 <laughs> um, okay. visual novel to... To tactical battles. I mean, that's how I like uh, my hamburgers. So it it is interesting in that it's it's sort of an isekai, which you know, like characters mm. from the real world fall into the Pokemon world, which I guess. Po- or, sorry, Digimon. That's kind of what I, Digimon, I think Digimon is. always was. Yeah, yeah, yeah from the beginning. But, yeah, yeah, and you meet the Digimon, and they immediately speak in complete sentences. It's like, yeah, we need to hang out with kids because otherwise we can't evolve. We'll protect you. But yeah, it's it's everything looks really nice depending on your tolerance for visual novels it might be really cool to sink some time into or if you don't like visual novels uh it is always a visual novel so you should be aware of that going in yeah my understanding is the narrative really goes some some wild places too and i'm basing that off of the fact that when it came out uh was it bandai namco are they the publisher um someone like they they put a a, like a not a press release but it was like a twitter statement of like hey you're gonna stream this please don't stream past this please don't right, share spoilers yes. whatever like and and you don't see that like you don't often see game publishers outright saying seriously please don't spoiler this like the spoil this like the last time i can think of that happening was like when persona 5 came out mm, yeah I, well yeah i, I, I remember i just remember also arkham knight blocking my ability to like stream every time a cutscene came on mm. certain cutscenes came on yeah right Video you, don't want to, you don't want to see the reveal about this all new Arkham Knight character they promised was all new <laughs> and uh, definitely not someone pre existing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Definitely isn't the char- the exact character you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. Frogan is, uh, again, you alerted me to this coming out. I hadn't seen it on any lists. And it is yeah. a charming delight of a throwback is, yes. PSX game. But, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm loving. I I'm truly truly loving this game. Uh, I actually I reviewed it. If you want to read that, you can you can go to to Gamepur and read that J A M P U R dot com. Um, yeah, it, it is like you said, Michael. It's like a PlayStation One throwback kind of thing. It looks it looks like Mega Man Legends. 
Kind of, yes, yeah. Yes, it looks a lot like that. So it's sort of your, not asymmetric because the camera's freely movable, but your sort of tile-based platforming, if that makes sense. Um, like mm-hmm. like these are sort of like, they're, like each level is kind of constructed of similar building blocks, but at the same time, it never feels stale. Like every level feels different. Like there's always a different hook. There's all these different biomes. Uh, and the central mechanic of the frog gun is really pretty cute. Like it's this... It's this frog, and it spits out its tongue, and that tongue works as a grapple hook to, to like, shoot you to walls, to bring items toward you, to grab uh, to grab enemies. Um, it talks to you, like, Banjo-Kazooie style, with little mm-hmm. ribbits for little tooltips. Uh, yeah, it's just an all-around, like, delightful game. And um, I was wondering, Michael, this is something I was going to ask you, and I was like, let's, uh, let me, let me ask you on air. <laughs> um, one of the, the I'm, yeah, so... Uh, I think this this is I think probably hooked me a little more than you, and I'm curious if some of that is just like an age difference in our specific nostalgia, specifically hmm. because I realized this was the game that made me realize. So essentially, people like me are a big force are are a big part of the force currently developing games. When I say hmm. people like me, I mean my age, a lot yeah, of my sure. similar tastes, right? Like the, the games I grew up with, and so that's why we're seeing like you know. Indie games, uh, they kind of moved through the 8-bit look, the 16-bit look, whatever. Now we're in sort of that, like, sharp polygonal look of, like, the 360 and the PS4 – or the PS1 because we're capable of more, but it, that's the nostalgia, mm. right, for for the age like me. And I realized, like, like growing up, I would always, like, draw little things in a notebook. Like, I would draw little levels in a notebook where I would, you know, write little things. And I realized, like, it's it's now – it's people like me who did that, but grew up to actually make the game they were drawing. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is the first time I felt like that level of nostalgia where it's like, this looks like something I drew as a kid and now I'm playing it. And that's one reason why it feels so cool. So like, I don't know. Is there maybe like a slight misalignment of nostalgia there? Do you think? Uh, maybe. I remember like when the lo-fi poly, th- that, that retro look started coming out in, in shooters and stuff like, you know, mm-hmm. game or what was what was the shooter that you really like, Chris? That looked like Quake. Strafe. Strafe. Yeah. Thank you. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, and and being like, well, I don't really get this. And somebody saying like, well, it's it's like retro pixels. It's the same thing, but you know, retro polygons. It's like the difference is that I remember thinking these looked ugly at the time. <laughs> like this is not a thing that I'd really want to yeah. go back and emulate. And actually, Frogan might be the first one that has kind of impressed me. It's like, yeah, this is like smoothing all the rough edges. It captures mm. the charm of that era without the jankiness of, yeah. of it, of its look. So it, it's I, funny. I did, I I did play what I, I just, I, I played it. I got on sale after it came out, but, uh, uh demons turf. Mm. Oh yeah. Year. That's the one where it's, it's, it's a 3d world, but your character is a 2d sprite. It's right? a sprite, but it, like everything's yeah. kind of textured, like, fucking croc or something or some <laughs> rascal or one of those uh ps1 yeah. platformers right yeah um you know it's funny actually you mentioned the jankiness michael so like for the look yeah they kind of fix it the one thing actually that uh, and honestly kind of my only complaint about the game is so like it is kind of it adheres to that retro retro style including some of the fact that like controls are better now you know what mm-hmm. i mean like the jump doesn't like the jump works for what it is but it doesn't feel the best so like especially early on there was a lot of stuff where i'm like why i really feel like i should be making these jumps you know what i mean like why Mm. am i not and then even in later levels and some of the really challenging sections there's moments where it's like hold on i swear i was aiming at this thing correctly why did i just fall you know so there's still i would say some of that jank is still there and 
maybe to like it might be on purpose right like mm-hmm. because it's trying to capture this specific era of game um that doesn't mean it's not a, a flaw even if the flaw is done on purpose <laughs> you know so I, I i can't speak to that right that's a very like specific kind of behind the scenes thing but but yeah i think for 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 people who enjoyed that like early era of 3d platformers which for me is like th- that's the formative stuff that is why i love video games that is why platformers to this day are my favorite genre um, I'm loving this thing, yeah, you know, it's... like, like I, I, I will, I see its flaws, but that's not, I, I can see the beauty past the flaws and I'm really having a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I didn't hear about it until earlier today and it looks very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's very cleverly designed. The, the, the platforming levels are really intricate and fun and just feel rewarding to navigate. Like it's a great friggin' yeah. game. Yeah. Like they're designed in a way where like. Um, there's like a hidden bonus area in every level, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's 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 in a couple it's, cases it's, it's like very know, very well hidden. Usually a but, hidden hole that you jump down, and you know, yeah. being a kid, of course you're going to jump into the nearest black pit. Uh, yeah, every hole. But mm-hmm. but for the most part, what's nice is these levels. It's not like they try to super like obfuscate the, the collectibles, right? Like most of the time, you can clearly see everything in the level in front of you, and it's just a matter of. Do you want to attempt the platforming to go do this thing? You know, mm-hmm. so I, I really appreciate the level design for that reason. Like it kind of, it gets it. It looks co- like compact when you look at a level, but there's surprisingly a lot going on in every stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it make it gets me excited honestly for that Pac-Man World uh, re- uh, remaster that's coming out uh, later this month. The what? Pac-Man World Repack. Uh, like I'm legitimately excited for that game because that must be generational difference in nostalgia. Then. Yeah, well, it's it's <laughs> the same. Jesus. It's the same era though. Like it is that PS1 3D platformer era, and so like it, that it, I'm yeah. yeah. It, it, it's that specific thing that appeals to me. So it, it, if you like that kind of game, this is a really good, really like well thought out uh, example of that throwback. Where like they aren't just trying to like steal your attention for sake of nostalgia like it genuinely actually captures what mm-hmm. those games were like yeah um well i think you know going back to my nostalgia you know was being in grade school or junior high or whatever and plotting out 2d levels on graph paper or whatever mm-hmm. and you know have thought about like oh you know game makers a thing maybe you know could go back and yeah see what happens if i tried to make one of those designs it's like i bet that would be absolutely horrible because i had no idea what i was doing (laughs) had no concept of like you know any any sort of interesting or rewarding level design it was just like series of rooms like here's some robot enemies whatever um yeah like i i remember specifically in one of the few instances of like a really great encouraging teacher i had it was like third grade I was drawing basically super mario 64 kind of levels Mm -hmm. and uh, i remember like my one my teacher uh, at some point, he saw them and was like, "I mean, he must have like also played games or something," because he was like really like he was like really encouraging and supportive of it, you know. You come over like, to my oh. house, Tony. <laughs> it's not that, uh, <laughs> Mister Newbert was a good guy. Uh, I'll show you my level. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I think the first Filipino individual I ever met in my life—that mm. teacher. Mm. Sorry yeah. to give him. Uh, Never mind. Sorry to turn him into a pedophile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was all bad. That was all bad. <laughs> Very bad. Yeah, he was we great, man. Joke about that. He taught. He taught. Uh, I remember he. Again, I don't know where this one came from, but I remember he would teach some lessons as a character he called Science Elvis, hmm. which was, uh, he, he just turned the. 
he got a remainder over his there. shirt. Yeah, he just like turned the collar of his shirt up and was like, "Mitochondria is powerhouse of the cell, baby. Come on." <laughs> <laughs> like it was... and, and it worked. Uh, you remembered that, so I did. It made it made going to a new school a little more bearable. You know, thanks, Mister. You know, Newbert. Chile's know got the most coastline of any country in the world, man. I tell you, <laughs> and you know, Chile's has the best baby back ribs. <laughs> Hello, mama. Hey. Uh, a <laughs> few other interesting things came out this week. Hooked on You, a Dead by Daylight dating sim. Jesus. Which yeah. is $10. That was like a surprise drop. Like, they announced, it was announced, but like it just was suddenly, like, as of yeah. the day we're recording this, it was like, oh, by the way, it's out. Yeah, it's it's out. And it's funny. You know, I, I played a little bit of it, and it's like, you know what? I, I was planning to just, like, play this for a bit and maybe get a refund, but no, it's it's intriguing. And uh, it's it's cleverly written it's funny everything that happens is narrated to you in a text box and the narrator will constantly break the fourth wall to to talk to you and say like hey you know you should listen to my instructions this is this is important and then like the ocean which is also omnipotent will also bust in and start giving you advice (laughs) and uh and it's it's yeah four of the killers from dead by daylight uh the spirit the wraith the huntress and the trapper and they're all in like super attractive beach body incarnations of themselves. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. It's like this is one of the one of the games that I think, or at least that comes to mind of an example of like, listen, we get it. The internet is horny for really weird things. Mm-hmm. We're gonna give you what you want. We don't know why you're attracted to these yeah. these murderers. <laughs> I, I, I actually, that's it, weird. And you should. It's not, not free. No, it's ten bucks. No, it's I, a big... I have to imagine it, it's an interesting way to rekindle some love from the fan base for like a live game that's been around for like half a decade yeah like, uh, but that yeah. continues to go strong yeah like, like to be oh, clear it's sure but i'm sure they're, they're churning through old players and getting new players all the time yeah. i think this week they announced like ada ada wong and wesker for the game oh that's oh, yeah. great and yeah they wesker. can fight pyramid head it's a crossover that's pretty <laughs> incredible yeah. one of my uh one of, one of the funniest things i saw about that game was you know, because they, they don't put any of the licensed heroes or, or, or killers in there because, of mm-hmm. course, that's a whole other deal, course, right? Yeah. And I guess, like, the characters talk about, like, the other island that you can't go to. Yes. And it's called, like, IP Island. <laughs> <It's> like, <you laughs> those are all the characters yeah. we can't show, oh, basically. That, yeah, that explains some things. Is they talk about, like, oh, yeah, no, you don't want to go to that other island. There's, like, you know, there's all, all kinds of rich people and celebrities that hang out there. But with all that money comes a lot of restrictions. So it's better just to yeah. hang out here. <laughs> Yeah. And then, like, Trickster will occasionally show up, and he's, like, the K-pop idol who's also a killer. And uh, he's just like, oh, yeah, no, I have to go back to the other island. But, you know, I just wanted to come by to bring you some coffee and remind you that uh, I have the best ending, but you have to look for me. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you, are, you are continually reminded that it's just like, okay, you know, you can try to date these people, but... The only way you're going to survive is if you find a way off the island. There are a lot of ways you can die in this game. So just yeah. hinting at you as the omnipotent narrators, you should start looking for a way to escape. Yeah. Like if you give an answer the killers don't like, they will kill you. <laughs> yeah, I think so. maybe not at first, but eventually. And, and they will like at least one of them has showed up to threaten me. That's like, you better fucking spend time with me tomorrow. <laughs> you won't like what happens. <laughs> Like, all right, all right, fine. That's a toxic relationship right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. I, that, that message never gets returned to me on Bumble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's surprisingly fun and funny. And uh, 
if you are a Dead by Daylight fan, it is a fun little self-parody to, to dive into. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, better than expected. And also, uh, Baron Breakfast is a adventure slash uh, hotel building game, basically, where you're a bear and... Greatest title of the year, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. You, you've become convinced that somehow... Uh, Reopening your forest to people will bring in money uh, oh. because because a predatory timeshare uh, company has convinced you of this. And so <laughs> it, it, it really is just like, hey, this these woods are littered with these old shacks. Let's just uh, fix them up and then we can, uh, you know, charge people to stay here. So, yeah, this is in the in the cozy game category, right? It's one of those. Yeah, it definitely feels that way. It's it, you know, it's it's kind of silly and. There's there's a small element of danger, but yeah, it's it's definitely mm-hmm. a cozy game. Okay, I mean, and that's not to be clear. That's not a, a dig on it. Right. Just yeah, you yeah. know, trying to trying to get my 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 paws around it, if you will. Mm-hmm. I know I've, I've heard good things. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's. I feel like every year, every season, however you want to put it, we get one of these, mm-hmm. right? Like there's there's and and this is this is the one to play, right? Like if you want the 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 sort of sim like business animal thing. Yeah. Here you go. This is your. This is the one for 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it does feel like a simplified like 2D Sims sort of like the building part. A lot of it because like you get the shack and it's like okay, go over to the crafting bench. Now you can build rooms and you can furnish the rooms and can put in a front desk where they can check in. And yeah, it's uh, it's not bad. You know what I've played so far. So um, yeah, yeah, and I know it's getting getting a positive reaction. Uh, also out this week, Hard West Two. Although that comes out after we've recorded, so we can't we can't play it. But if it's worth talking about, we'll talk about it next week. Indeed, the West the West was hard. Yeah. West was hard. <laughs> you can just switch well, it now to a Sam Elliott. Doesn't have to be a John Wayne anymore. Mm-hmm. That's just true. Sam Elliott. But like when you were talking about Shit, Weird West uh, a few weeks ago, um, Tony. The, Oh yeah. Like I th- I thought it was like a spin-off of Hard West, which is like a very weird western mm. like supernatural uh yeah. shit's going weird and and also it's like an XCOM style tactics game. Yeah. And don't forget about Evil West. Mm. <laughs> it's uh yeah, there's a, it's and the Broadway hit of... True West. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lots of adjective west games. And of course Adam West. Mm-hmm. Adam West and this week on 302010 Unforgiven, which is I knew Diana was going to geek out about that, but it's just so oh, yeah. odd thinking of her as like a 15-year-old obsessed with Unforgiven. <laughs> <laughs> That's my girl. I, I almost want to say that she's taken everyone. Stop. I would love to meet a girl obsessed with Unforgiven. <laughs> well, you have. You just can't date her. I know. Uh, anyway, let's move along to... I'm the news guy. Hello, I'm mm-hmm. Matt, and I'm a gigantic wiener. Oh, uh, that's that's no, it's like he's in the room with us. Yes. Are we talking about Shadows of the Damned again? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. All respect to Matt, RIP. I'm just kidding. He'll mm-hmm. be back next week. Love Matt. <laughs> uh, uh, this is gigantic this wiener. Hot back there, just sticking around, broken through the walls. <laughs> <laughs> hot, hot upon the new releases. There was a new release we didn't mention, but like I just wanted to bring it up. 
because it's it just launched out of nowhere, Mega Man Battle and Fighters. Uh, hey. Michael, have you even ever heard of this game? No. Uh, it's well, one I didn't know. I knew there was a Neo Geo Color Pocket Collection you could buy for Switch, but I just it, I missed it completely that they, that Neo uh, that SNK had been releasing. Neo Geo Pocket games on Switch, like just as part of their arcade collection. That's like one of the most unobtainable collections of games Westerners have, and including this translation, this interesting translation oh, wow. of the two Mega Man fighting games that we also never really got in America outside of a collection. Remember Mega <clears throat> so Man? It's basically just a boss rush kind of thing? Yeah, or almost exactly, but it, it treats it more like the fighting game that Mega Man, the power battles are. So it's okay. it's like a, a a mix plus of I think they said all seven Mega Man bosses you can fight in this game. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the description right now. Mega Man Battle yeah. and Fighters uh, play as Ma- Proto Man Bass and Duo, Duo and fight characters from Mega Man one through seven. Yep, uh, I, yeah. but I believe all of them. And uh, which hmm. which the first two power battles games didn't have all of everybody. <laughs> Total of forty bosses, so you're probably right. Yeah, and 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 it, it had some trading functionality that they that couldn't port over. But I just, I, dude, sorry, it went over my head that they were converting cheap Neo Geo Pocket games for Switch. I just, who wants mm. to dig through that fucking library every week? I mean, yeah, there have been a few such releases. There have but been. I didn't, yeah. I didn't even know there were Mega Man games for Neo Geo Pocket. Yeah, it's oh, weird because this, is, this doesn't have Capcom's name on it either. This is SNK published. Wow. So I, yeah, obviously, mm-hmm. I'm sure they got permission, but I'm pretty sure this yeah, is kind of their game. Seems like you know when they were doing the Capcom versus SNK games and vice versa, like you know, right. was, was this like a Philips CD idea where like we also get to use your character? There was. I mean, they made they made game. like six pretty okay Capcom games exclusively for that system um, mm-hmm. that we didn't get. <clears throat> I forget, Michael. Did we Pocket Color? We got that over yeah. here. Well, we got, yeah, Capcom versus SNK, Mark of the Millennium or Match of the Millennium, whichever and one. And then a bunch of card fighter horse shit. Yeah, yeah. Then, which is Those really- were great. I, I I never played the card fighter games, but I heard nothing but good things. Uh, I thought so. this was funny uh, in the news this week. Sony removes a feature almost unanimously no one knew existed. The accolade. Yeah, I literally. Yeah, I don't know what this I is. I found out about it when I saw that news. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, oh, I. I as a someone who played a lot of Call of Duty Zombies, I think I may have hit it once by accident, but I thought that was exclusive to Call of Duty because, you know, it turns out other games have ways of doing this, which is thanking, congratulating, or honoring rando players in your, uh, in your group uh, with like, hey, good job. Thanks, man. Uh, you're really big help with, with like one or two clicks. Like I was just play, you play Monster Hunter Rise like you. If I my mm-hmm. finger slips and I don't like everybody once our quest is done, I get really sad. But uh, yeah, no one knew this existed. A lot of people wanted to attribute this to the meanness of people on the internet. Like, I totally disagree. I haven't played a ton of games a lot online on PS5. But the ones... Call of Duty was the only one that I had where there was like an instant button to hit this. And uh, huh. I didn't really understand how it worked. Because it was sort of scary when it pulls up like an official interface... Like, ah, and then there's, there's strangers' names in your feed. Like, I didn't know what it did. And if you remember, when you got your PS5, there's a tutorial for everything. Astrobot had a way to teach you everything. That's right. None of us knew this existed. It's not a bad feature, just to say, 
Uh, hey, thanks a lot, man. And then you could apparently you can check your own accolades. I had to look up a YouTube tutorial on how to find it, but it, it does exist, and you can you can use it until the fall. And it looks it just makes for an odd headline that Sony is removing its ability to like other players because nobody fucking <laughs> used it. Yeah, I had no <laughs> idea it was there, but like, guys, are you sure you want to? cancel this now when you know people are still getting ps5s and yeah it's not even like it's clouding your interface because it's impossible to mm -hmm. fucking find organically unless a game puts it on the interface which i only saw yeah. call of duty specifically zombies do i'm also like a little bit slack jawed at the idea like oh this is because people are mean it's like yeah i'm real mean for not proactively seeking out a feature that would let me congratulate yeah. other players I, again like monster hunter, nothing else has ever done monster hunter puts it in your face and i hit like on everybody i'm in a quest with and like it, i mm -hmm. can set up auto things like great job thank you so much couldn't have done it without you um uh, i loved it and i really love doing that and i would love a feature like that i just yeah nobody knew it existed um also in the news, a uh, thing I thought was funny, uh, the huge Sims 4 update uh, patch accidentally patches in incest. Um, mm -hmm. It cre <laughs> apparently creates a new system of what's, what's, capital... What's the simlish word for incest? Yeah, capital <laughs> w, w wants. I don't know what this means. I wouldn't play Sims 4 if you paid me, uh, but it makes people want things. And it was just funny seeing the developer like... We're aware of the incest. We've recreated it. <laughs> we're, we're trying to patch this out. But yeah, sudden. What are you doing, Step think, Sim? Mm -hmm. There were maybe existing like existing wants and fears, but this added some more some for them ones. to get. Yeah, I, basically, yeah, to make like to like wanting your, your own sibling, to, to your, your NPC characters way. to want more things for their life, and mm. some of that was love, and maybe they didn't quite make the distinction between members of their own household. Yeah. I'm curious if anybody before this before this was was uh, you know fixed or until it's fixed, since they added in that um there recently there was like a wedding pack mm -hmm. where any you know mm -hmm. wonderful thing any character can marry any character you know love is love right but uh, while this patch is active can your sim marry its oh boy <laughs> oh boy there's about to be some. Maybe. Really suddenly popular YouTubers out there. I swear to Christ, yeah. this isn't something <laughs> well, plaguing everybody. It's just a, a couple yeah. of people have reported this, but it still, yeah. you know, sucks. And a couple of people haven't reported it. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there are already like safeguards in place because because people will try to pair off different Sims all the time, and I think there are already put, uh, safeguards in place to prevent characters who are already related to each other from from dating or getting married but uh th th this just introduces a want that like a mother might want to date her son yes and yeah i don't think they can actually probably not be there express but i'm just gonna google that one and also click i'm feeling lucky <laughs> i don't think they can, there's no way they can express the said love or want but it just probably led to some of my favorite headlines of the week uh hmm. <laughs> accidental <laughs> incest in sims 4 and we should point out it's since been patched out. <laughs> uh, Maddie's not here. He would kill me if I didn't mention that a bunch of Yakuza games are headed for PS Plus. Did, mm -hmm. did he mention that? I hope he... It's like the whole series, what? right? You can pretty much play like the entire series. I think so. Because uh, Like a Dragon, I think, is coming to PS Plus. And then PS Plus Essential uh, is getting yeah. all the Kiwamis, five, three, four, five, and six, five remastered. Eight, eight games like that's pretty incredible and I never I just I like having 
been into this and worked in this long enough, I never thought I'd see this series reach the popularity. It, it it's it's hit now, and it's just going to get bigger with shit like this. Um, and, well, I think I think Yakuza Zero was like the watershed yeah. moment where it's like this really, really fucking fun, accessible, pretty looking yeah. game that uh, just became a, a huge hit, and just like people started going back and playing the rest of the series. It, it's it's just it feels like a wonderful moment when like a a, a series yeah. late in, late in, technically late in its in its history finds people like like the Yakuza series did. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm one of those people who found it, during or at that least period. an East or a, a Western what? audience, or at least a Western audience. Sure, like sure. it was, you know, always big over in Japan, but yeah, yeah, only only with yeah, like zero or so did it really blow up over here. I mean, well, that was just the uh, it finally got the low. There's still a a couple, not dozen, but like half a dozen Yakuza games that have never got here, and I think that if you that's what you wanted, Sega has been incentivized by this new fandom i love it it's really neat yeah. uh and it's also worth noting that the like this move kind of brings playstation plus up to yeah. parity with xbox game, uh, game pass, pass. Yeah. yeah because mm-hmm. game pass has been offering these games for a long right. time and so yeah. now now they're included with both it was services. like their claim to fame but it's like you know if you're a star trek fan you looked at hulu and a uh, uh netflix back in the day like shit they both have them what I guess I can't lose if that's why I'm signing up for this either service. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, neat time to be alive. Well, I can't wait to watch these mega corporations battle over my dollar. And uh, <laughs> now, now do Persona. And, yeah. Mm. And 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 uh, <laughs> I don't know how much. And speaking of Sega, I just I, I wanted to, I just glanced at this. I I don't remember, I don't remember when they announced the Sega Mini Two. Uh, mm. but it looks dope. Has mm. a shitload of games. Yeah. The- Genesis Mini 2? Yeah, what I yeah, said. Uh, Sega Mini. The Exodus, if you the, will. Mm-hmm. That's a joke. It's, for the Mega Drive Mini, instance. whatever the fuck it's called, 2. It's a little silly that it exists, but then you crack open what games are in there, and it's like a bunch of Sega CD stuff and like kind of hard-to-find mm-hmm. things uh, and way more of them. And there's a, was, didn't, Wasn't it like a Panzer Dragoon or something on no, there? I don't, I don't think so. But I, I don't no. remember that I, I saw that they announced oh, all the games yeah. yet. That would... I guess that's technically possible, but uh, I'd love to see it. Um, the PS, the yeah, I don't think they're adding any Saturn games. I mean, the PS One Classic means CD. it's possible, and like, uh, but mm-hmm. it, they did announce due to chip shortages, you have to buy it exclusively through Amazon Japan, and that's right. And it's the U.S. version that is being sold through yeah, Amazon Japan, which is crazy. It's, it's strange, huh. but I also just wanted to tell people. The Japanese store is not scary. I've ordered many things. It's like when we were talking about importing a game. If you're talking about ordering from Amazon Japan, I've done that dozens of times. And yeah, I think at least when the pre-orders first hit, like the the disincentivization is that like this isn't prime shipping. Like you have oh, yeah. to pay it's, extra. It's for like shipping. thirty-five it's bucks, like twenty bucks or something. Yeah, but you know, if you really don't want to emulate these games, <laughs> then mm. uh, you know you probably have a hundred dollars sitting around, and if you do. Patreon.com slash laser. New Sega Star Wars episode this week. How about that? No, fantastic. Falcon Empire. Finally. And then the last bit of news I had, it seems I just wanted to briefly talk about uh, with, with Tony and Michael about uh, GTA 6. Like, there's just been a cavalcade of They're rumors. going woke, man. These SJWs ruining my... Gra- yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's been the headline. It's like, oh, Grand Theft Auto 6 goes woke. Uh, no, this hasn't been the headline like, once dude, again. Dude, if that's- the... Only Twitter. That is not anywhere in my if ecosystem. The, here's the thing, man. 
if the existence of a BIPOC woman character mm-hmm. triggers you into thinking that's going woke, it says a lot about your perception of the way you think the world is. It's pretty ridiculous. Well, it's, it's a, guy, not a guy good saying one. like, "Oh, if they have a woman character, they won't have strippers or prostitutes anymore," and like that. Hey, male strippers exist too. Yeah, so do gigolos. I think uh, Jason yeah. Shear's article uh, in uh, on Bloomberg uh, talking. I believe the headlines like. Grand Theft Auto frat boy culture on the outs, something like that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's but that he just he casually confirmed well, the like is, there'll be a Latino woman as part of a, a duo, right, a bank it's, robbing it's, duo based on Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, it's like a Bonnie and Clyde kind mm. of thing. Yeah, and and given um, Rockstar's track record, you might have a little bit of hesitancy. Like, I don't know if I want a company like that writing a character, writing a like a Latina woman as, as you know what I mean. Uh, like you might not want that hero, but the, but it's apparently like no, that it will not be the jokes you're thinking they're going to make probably won't be that kind of thing. Like they will do this right, and part of that does have to do with changing the culture over there because has been very yeah, for and, a and long that's, time. that's one of the I things. Mean, I, look at the games I, they I, produce. I'm trying to confront with myself because when I see some of those headlines, I'm just like, well, what are you talking about? Like I wasn't personally offended by anything in Grand Theft Auto three through five but it's also like yeah i'm the straight white guy <laughs> and, and yeah yeah exactly there, there are some bits that have aged yeah. rather poorly maybe you don't have the latino gangster named el burro talking about el distributing Bur- donkey porn yeah yeah i in some ways i feel like red dead 2 specifically and i'm not a fan of that game but in How some ways you. that game sort of was a reckoning for the studio and that like it sort of confronted in its narrative, a lot of that stuff. Like, it sort of confronted a lot of that toxicity and stuff. Mm. So now it's like, okay, it's been confronted. The studio is making changes. Now we'll get a game uh, from the perspective of we've made changes. Now here's the thing we want to present to you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that, I, I if get that the, metaphor I get, makes much uh, sense. But, like, like that's, that's kind of what I expect to see out of this. There's probably going to be a lot of hay made out of this by uh, people who like to have incendiary reactions about everything. But, uh, right, but yeah, by certain YouTubers who I specifically won't name because they've actually harassed. No, no, I, I'll I just know, say I'll so say I'm, even like I, I don't name like the him. both sides anything. But I, I just I think what you'll it, like what I hope happens. Hey, try it out, Rockstar. People bitch, complain, take it out, and then then you can inflame both <laughs> both both people on uh, social media for a while. Yeah. Also, your Rockstar, your game won't fail. Like just make, we'll, we'll see. Just it looks it, it looks you know? it looks really far off, and just uh, something about I, I I somehow encounter these GTA Six rumors pretty frequently due to whatever circles I travel on the internet. And but Jason Schreier's article because he's pretty reputable, very reputable, and uh, he just casually mentions it in that article. And like I think a lot of people ran with that as like Jason Schreier's reporting this. Like he's reporting a long-standing rumor. Uh, but I just wanted the other things that yeah. aren't rumors is that Red Dead Redemption Two Online is kind of sunsetting itself. Yeah, and yeah. so those people haven't been reported to be laid again, off, so they're probably uh, going to end up working on something else. Yeah. Yeah. And again, very poetic for the narrative of go. that game. <laughs> well, the, the things that jumped out to me about the reporting there that filtered through social media to me. Before I, you know, went and looked at the articles, where like suspended Grand Theft Auto Six has been in development since 2014, but might still be another couple years in development. 
And yeah, uh, 2023 like, or 2024. People acting the, like that's a big yeah. revelation. Like since 2014, what do you think yeah. they've been doing since 2014? You think yeah. they've just been like, hey, maybe we'll get around to another you grand theft auto? Ever been a meeting on this, this, like this uh, from this company yeah. with <laughs> multiple companies throughout the world has ever talked about? You think we? we yeah. You guys think say we may ever want to do another Grand Theft Auto? Might be a good idea. I don't yeah. know what I'm, who I'm doing and, an impression of. Yeah, <laughs> and, and to say to say that it's been in development in 2014 means that the 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 voice Chris just did happened like once in 2014, right? Like one guy <laughs> one guy sidled up to his buddy at the urinal and he was like. I'm thinking Bonnie and well, Clyde it, maybe someday. It, okay. it means that on a certain level, it. it's very few people's job to work on unquote. a singular title. And, and, and that they're right. obviously mm-hmm. talking about it and getting this and that done to amp up to whatever to yeah. whatever this is. And like as far as a yeah. rumor yeah. roundup went, uh, it really looks like Vice City. I Again, I don't know how I end up seeing this stuff. Just sometimes poke around the internet. Every time there's an update for GTA Online, people extrapolate whatever information they want. And there are a couple of posters popped up with Vice City on it. And I think like the date August 7th, which wouldn't be the mm. game the mm. day the game comes out, obviously. But it might. That yeah. might. Could be a teaser. I didn't realize that Rockstar officially confirmed the game. Yeah. That it exists. Oh, yeah. They, they, um, I mean, I want to say. Yeah, last but like year, it's at the very, very, the said, last like, yes, sentence it's... of a news post. There's been no logo, yeah. there's been no trailer, there's been no assets. It's like, yeah, we're doing this. Oh, yeah, yeah, nothing has been shown for sure. Yeah, yeah but I, yeah, even I was unsure of that. And uh, yes, the new the, the new leak was, and this is what I wanted to ask you. I guess it pertains more to Red Dead. Uh, probably Vice City. And the other rumor I read, sorry, this is uh, was downloadable cities, which I thought was, that is a way mm. better idea for like both developers and me I don't necessarily want a new character story, but I would like to take my existing character to a new place. That's I really like that. I mean, we are in a live service era. Like GTA Online specifically uh, has proven that that sort of yeah. Thing but they, works. have they mm-hmm. and they they've built done all of that cities? just within Los Santos? No, but I'm saying they, they've proved that like a constant stream of updates works and keeps them going. So like, I think you know GTA Six is now the time to, or even if they build more on online right like this is the time to to go the destiny route to go the warframe route where it's like okay this game is going to be a living platform but i think i think that's part of ideas. the reason why i haven't gotten into gt online because it's basically more activities in a city i've already kind of combed over for a hundred hours yeah so moving hmm. and then i think i didn't like in red dead it seemed to leak that like here's a map and then another map from a southern island not unlike was it Guarma yeah. in Red Dead, mm-hmm. like I, which I thought was like I have been here for way too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I get the fuck back to the mainland? Holy shit! I don't <laughs> like this at all. Well, that part was also super yes, slow. I, I did so. not care for that yeah. portion of the game at all. But it, yeah, so yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens with with I like from uh, from what I from stuff I've written read and written myself it's like analysts are saying like 2023 2024 something 2024 like that 2024 to 20 2023 yeah. to 2025 that is the window yeah, something like I've that. seen it makes honestly sense. can i can i give my prediction cuz i noticed while while i was uh, researching last week's show Saints Row came out in 2006 Grand Theft Auto 4 came out in 2008 we are getting another title called Saints Row in a matter of weeks. So I think 2024 <laughs> is when we'll see the next GTA. You just want history to repeat itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I mean, after, you know, GTA 5 is like what? Like the greatest selling, like, piece of media of all time or yes. whatever. Like, it's whatever it is. So it's like, and GTA, again, after that, they can do whatever they it's want. It's the most financially <laughs> successful. And then GTA 5 is the second best selling game of all time at this point. Underneath Minecraft, where it's not even close. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, I guess that checks out. It's pretty insane. The second highest selling game of all time needs to sell twice as many copies to reach Minecraft. Damn. Uh, but yeah, I just thought that would be fun to address, and that's all the news that is fit to break. Ah, nice. Uh, well, let's get into the community segment, which is always a segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was who's your favorite video game villain to play as? Uh, Tony, you weren't here last week. Do you have a favorite villain that you like to play as? Do you, how do you like to walk on the dark side? That's a very good question. Uh, let's see. I mean, one of the first things that came to mind was Ganondorf and Smash Brothers. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I. That's just kind of the first. And beyond that, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other, like, there are obviously a lot of examples of this. Mm-hmm. Um uh, you know, or, or games that like you bring a villain to your side, like you know, Chrono Trigger, you bring Magus over to your side mm-hmm. or whatever. So that's pretty neat. Uh, how do you pronounce um, that? Magus. Yes, um, I win. It's definitely. No, it's definitely Magus. Yeah. Um. Uh, I don't know why I said the other one. I, th- I think but... we had said Magus last week, and and Matt insisted it was Magus. But uh... I've heard different because, like, like I, you know, because all right, so. Magus, because mm-hmm. you're trying to say magic, I guess, just mm-hmm. sounds the most wrong. Hmm. Uh, Magus is like a play on the word mage, I guess. Yeah. Or magician, but Magus. But you don't the you don't most... call it magic, so. right? But but Magus to me sounds like that makes it sound like the most that pronunciation makes it sound like the most distinct noun. Yeah. If that makes sense, that's that is an extremely like linguistic reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but anyway. Magus. Magus. Um, yeah. And for the yeah, record, it's also like Mario, Latin not. Also. Yeah. For the record, it's also Mario, not Mario, because mm-hmm. Mary O is a different character. She's the tutorial voice in Super Mario Maker. That should be the definitive end of that discussion. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with Gandor from Smash Brothers. It's, it's the first thing that yeah. comes to mind. Comes to mind, and so therefore, it must be a reliable answer. And you know? fun, fun fact. Uh, check. Terrible fact that everyone's going to hate me for mentioning. Uh, a very kind listener, I want to say his name, Justin, sent me a, a fuckload of Amiibos. Mm-hmm. And nice. one of the things people have always remarked upon when they come to my house, I never took them out of the package, set them up on my wall. That's the one I, that's one of the few I don't have. Ganondorf? I don't have Ganondorf. Hmm. And I, I don't really oh, sorry, actively look for it, correctly. but every time I do, it's just like, I'm not doing that shit. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta make sure I pronounce it correctly here. Ganondorf, Ganondorf. Right, got it. <laughs> Don't have that one. Don't have that one. Huh. And and not buying anymore, by the way. Just not a thing for me. Okay. Not since Banjo Kazooie. That was that one had to be bought. Hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I had to get the Metroid Dread one. Uh, I think that was the last one. Oh, I, got. I did. The uh, one was really yeah, I cool. That one. Yeah. If you've got the uh, Shulk one, you can mm-hmm. get the Monado in Xenoblade Three. Ooh. And open my ami- my Shulk Amiibo. <laughs> Got to put my kids through college, man. You're you can tap it through the box, can't you? No, they they they, they make it specifically they impossible to do. Yeah, yeah. That was like a th- I, I feel like in the first run, people were doing that. There's there's Maybe like a no. signal blocking layer of like silver foil ben- b- okay. between the uh, it, it, the base I've of the Amiibo. Literally, Skylanders never opened one. Were doing that with, hmm. I don't know. 
I've never opened one. I don't know for sure. I just thought they raised it high enough to where, like, well, it's two inches. It's not going to reach. It's Yeah. Uh, well, Trick the DM uh, was the first to answer on VegGamePocalypse.com. They say, Bowser in the various Mario RPGs. He was a great party member in Mario RPG, and his side-scrolling segments in Thousand Year Door and Super Paper Mario were highlights. Yeah, uh, and I totally agree. I don't remember if we had that argument on or off mic. Thousand Year Door is the apex of yeah. Paper Mario. I want to I want to read Wario Drome's answer if only it. because Wario Drome is a fantastic handle. Really mm-hmm. I love that. Wario Drome says, "My favorite game that allowed you to play as a villain, hands down, is Super Smash Brothers Melee." I'm not talking about anyone in the roster, but the glitch that lets you under very specific circumstances play as Master Hand. Almost certainly unintentional, but one of the most strange and sinister characters in gaming is suddenly right there at your fingertips. Doesn't get cooler than that. that I agree. There's that's not a, a super neat thing. There's not an official way to do that, but it can be done pretty easily, right? Yeah, it's, I don't remember the. I don't remember how to make it happen either. But there's a lot of video of it, and that's it's it's a really cool thing. Um, and uh, I, I just I can't wait to get Samuel Moon's comment because. Totally agree. It may be a bit of a cheat as the character is mostly a movie villain, but he was the unplayable villain of a game in the 80s. And so my answer is Jason Voorhees in Friday the 13th, the game. Getting to play as the unstoppable machete-wielding maniac was amazing. Busting through doors, having groups of counselors uh, running, running, screaming as they saw you, and generally being badass made playing as Jason so much more fun. I totally agree, Samuel. And, and the, the just... Not necessarily demystifying what Jason's powers are, but just like you vapor through the woods the same way he does in yeah. the movies, and it's just like it doesn't need explanation. It's like, yeah, that's what Jason does, yeah. and it, it works but so well in the game. I think that was the first confirmation. Like, no, he actually is teleporting. He yeah. does not just move very fast. Yeah, he's he's fucking teleporting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I totally agree, Samuel. It's great. Oh, Brian Stafford says, I'm a big fan of Bowser, and I love it when I get to play as him. Though I don't have a predilection for kidnapping princesses, I'm also a big grumpy guy at times, so I feel a little kismet there. He's my main in both Smash and Mario Kart, and Mario & Luigi Bowser's Inside Story is one of my favorite RPGs and Mario-related games ever. Shy Guy Fieri uh, from Twitter a lot of Smash Brothers coming through yeah, here, yeah. a lot of Nintendo. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate has by far the best roster of playable video game villains. And because I am also pedantic, <laughs> because I'm also a pedantic asshole, I'm going to list them all. Bowser, Bowser Jr., the Koopalings, Wario, King K. Rool, Ganondor- Ganondorf, Mewtwo, King DDD, Meta Knight, parentheses, I don't care what modern Kirby games say, those two are still villains, and parentheses, Ridley, Dark Samus, Wolf, Dark Pit, Piranha Plant, Kazuya, and motherfucking Sephiroth. Sephiroth's reveal trailer was hype as fuck. The big bad of Smash is about to Thanos snap all of Nintendo again, but then Sefi comes in like Nah, son, and slices its ass in half. It's, it's his, and eh, whatever. Then it's he's ass. all, then yeah, slices smashes. I don't know. Anyways, then he's all kicking everybody's ass. A Ninja Frog <laughs> and sexy Tina Fey try to attack him from behind, but he's having none of it. Like bitch, please. And then he almost murders Chris Pratt. I mean Mario and the cloud is all <laughs> time to end this shit. But then Sephiroth goes all one winged angel, and then uh, and then I came. <laughs> You see multiverses, that's how you sell me your game. Shaggy can eat a dick. I did not know what I was in for. I'll eat anything. Just buy my game. I did not know what I was in for when I started reading that answer. I, I, my two favorite movies from like the previous decade were 
the King K. Rule reveal, followed by the Banjo-Kazooie reveal, which you have to have seen the King K. Rule reveal to get why these are the greatest right. movies on the internet. I'm Yeah, it's like a shadow fake out. Uh, it's so good. And uh, Multiverses is too slow, and I don't like it. Um, so... <laughs> I just wanted to I've say been, that. I've been covering uh, it a Anthony lot. Abate, I, I, have, I don't know anything about this. Abbott. Never heard of this, and I'm very excited to read it for the first time. Lord of the Rings The Third Age has an unlockable mode called Evil Mode. You could replay fights from the villain's perspective. Playing as the Balrog was one of my favorite moments in a solid license RPG. What? I didn't know this happened at all. I didn't either. Yeah, it sounds amazing. All, all I basically know is like, yeah, cool. that, that game is like Final Fantasy X, but for Lord of the Rings. So. Interesting. Wow. And the Balrog's all like, I shall pass. Yes. And then yes. he slaps. <laughs> and then he holds up his SAT <laughs> scores and his parents carry him off. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> now the Balrog can go to homecoming. <laughs> hey, hey, He'll graduate hey, with hey. his class. Yes. Yeah, he, he he fulfilled one trivia contest in the last week of school, and is simple <laughs> now pass. Yeah, you yeah. did it, Balrog, and then they all jump in the air and freeze frame. Yeah. Balrog, Balrog went on to represent Illinois. Who's the nerd in the now? U.S. Senate. <laughs> uh, and finally, uh, at Jeff BTW says, "Karate Kid for the NES. I remember playing as famed movie villain and general scumbag Daniel LaRusso. Yeah, it feels dirty being a bully in a video game, but sometimes it's interesting to play the villain's journey. Uh, that's funny. It that's, is funny. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. You gotta have to have watched Cobra Kai to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you don't From have to watch Cobra Kai to get that, make that perspective. But I mean, I feel like Cracked was making that point they were. years before Cobra Kai that like, no, Daniel's actually the bully. Look at it. he's a, he's an asshole the whole time. But I think again, I, I didn't see Karate Kid a lot, or maybe even at all when I was little. I saw mm. Karate. I grew up in the shadow of Karate Kid too. Wow. Uh, I watched it. I think like ten years ago as an adult. I'm like, yeah, this movie's one of the best movies I've ever seen. And nuanced enough to where you can make any interpretation you care to. Uh, it's I think it's incredibly underrated as a, a film itself. None of the other movies match up, and Cobra Kai is a ton of fun. Uh, anywho, even nice. why am I? I don't have anything to add yeah. uh, to the nerdosphere. That's why we have Chris Baker who's leaving us. Uh, yeah. Facebook response. Gave us a video response. Here we go. Hey, Chris Baker here, answering this week's question of the week with a gratuitous shot of my laughably huge collection of superhero games, many of which are mediocre at best, but some are actually pretty good, like this one, X-Men 2 for Sega Genesis. Upon its release, I remember a couple things really sticking out to me about this game. One, it was weird that it was subtitled Clone Wars before we even really knew what the Star Wars Clone Wars were. You know, we knew there were them, but anyway, X-Men had it first. And two, uh, this part on the back where it says that you can play as Magneto. Magneto has arrived only in X-Men 2 for Sega Genesis. I can't think of any other licensed game at the time that let you play as an iconic bad guy teamed up with heroes. It felt really fresh, and the game was pretty good too, if incredibly difficult. Magneto was actually playable a little bit earlier in X-Men Children of the Atom, of course, but it's just not the same when they're not teamed with heroes, you know? Marvel's X-Men 2 for Sega Genesis. Hardware and game cartridge, each sold separately. Thank you. Good answer. I mean, may, maybe uh, in terms of license, being able to play as licensed villains, uh, maybe Jaws. Oh, yeah. That's a great one, actually. Yeah. 
and finally, we have a video response from Gabe the DM, or actually an audio response. Uh, he says, Hey guys, Gabe here. Uh, in response to the question of the week, I always think of Star Wars Shadows of the Empire for the N64. Mm. It was a typical Star Wars game. You go through, you're some Star Wars character with a blaster, yada, yada. But one thing that I thought was really cool was that this game lets you play, if you know what you're doing, as certain enemies. I think there was something you could do if you, like, beat the game with all of the challenge points or whatever. But not only that, there was a controller code you could put in on certain levels that let you play as an ATST, let you play as a stormtrooper, and or let you play as a Wampa. And what I thought was really interesting about these particularly is that the game is normally played like most N64 games where you've got your left hand on the stick, your right hand on the A and B buttons. But whenever you would do these controls in order to play as one of those other one of those other characters, it would actually change your controls over to using the otherwise unused D-pad. So you would have one set of controls for your main character, and then you would switch over to these unused controls, basically just forward, left, right, and then down would shoot or attack or whatever. And uh, to my knowledge, there weren't any games at that point that let you play as any of those. So it was pretty cool to do. And I liked how it changed up the control scheme. It didn't just let you use the normal controls for these other characters you use controls the game otherwise had no use for. Anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. So thanks a lot. Nice. I, I, I just that is really cool. I, I didn't know that. I, I knew you could play as the other things, but I guess I assumed you did it normally. Yeah, yeah just just guessing. I would I would guess either they weren't allowed, didn't have the time to make those official playable characters, but thought it'd be fun, and didn't have time, didn't have the resources to refine them, so had to make them kind of as basic as possible hmm. like and, almost more of a debug kind of thing well it just like how would if you've seen the luke if you can just imagine the lucasfilm lucasarts approval process like why would you be playing as a wampa here that doesn't make sense like well if someone puts in a code they're cheating and it doesn't have to make sense it can just happen it doesn't have to happen <laughs> so it doesn't have to be designed like an actual game character it's just a fun thing people who mm-hmm. know can do but that doesn't justify a lot of time and resources well, I would also wonder if it's something like, because, you know, you you always hear about, like, all these weird hacks that video game makers have to do to make their games work convincingly. And so I wonder, it's like, oh, yeah, no, we couldn't figure out how to replace your character with this other character. So your, your regular character is still in the world and could be controlled with the D-pad, just the camera wouldn't follow them. So we have this other set of controls for this other character that you've just spawned in. And uh, yeah, that's how you control them would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's neat. It's neat to think about. And I haven't, I haven't touched Shadows of the Empire in a long time, but no, someday I bought, I bought the LucasArts pack a long time ago on Steam. Hmm. So I I got it in there somewhere. Yeah. Probably Um, run on whatever computer you have. Yeah. We'll see. Ancient game. I bought a, I bought a, a laptop, a laptop on a, at Goodwill, just because mine died, uh, mm-hmm. for a, a hundred dollars. Wow! And like, this is too good to be true. And I got it home, and immediately like YouTube.com, and then watched. I'm like, yeah, it is too good to be true. This is <laughs> impossible to load <laughs> the the website YouTube.com. It just doesn't mm-hmm. have the resources for it. Probably loaded with spyware. But I can t- I can type and I can type in a doc. God damn it! Mm. Nice. And I don't have to come downstairs to do it. Congratulations. Uh, it uh. Be a new question of the week. 
Yeah, so new question of the week. If you had to pick just one, what would be your favorite video game weapon of all time? And this is a little bit difficult for me because I think of one and it's like, oh yeah, Slam Dunk, it's this. Oh wait, what about that other thing? So like, you know, Blades of Chaos from God of War, but oh wait, what about the Master Sword? But what about this, the axe from uh, the God of War reboot? Um, what about all this other stuff? So I'm just going to split the difference and say the Hidden Blade from Assassin's Creed, especially Company when man. Ezio got to, to use it as a melee weapon and uh, stab dudes in the eyes with two of them at the same time. It was, man, I, I, I'm trying to think back to a time before we were doing that so frequently. That was really fucking fun initially. Because mm. it was, when you were enjoying the stealthy aspect of the game, it was just sort of like a death touch. Yep. You, didn't, you didn't have to see it that much. Just a, a, a like, ain't, what do you call it? Like medieval Spider-Man. He thwips a blade <laughs> from his yep. wrist quietly <laughs> into necks and skulls. That shit was fun. And I, I, of course, I'm going to say the ultimate weapon in any game, Scrooge McDuck's cane. Oh, yes. That's uh, it can murder enemies if, if hit upon the head. It can open ancient treasures. Uh, it can be used to pogo across fucking, not lava, but you know what I'm saying. Hazards. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know how many times yeah. we, we encounter thorny, <laughs> thorny uh, uh, cavern floors that we can't walk on unless we'll die. But uh, his cane is there. And in DuckTales 2, it can do even more. Yank stuff. Blow up boats. Uh, also, I just like I just love an old protagonist. I still can't get over that. Scrooge yeah. is the one of the oldest. Other than Up is like the oldest protagonist <laughs> that everyone loved. Mm -hmm. yeah. still, still very capable at whatever age he is. Yes. It's like, what if Mr. Burns was also an action hero? That's, yes. that's Scrooge McDuck. I still got a spring in me step ladder. His big, mm -hmm. biggest flaw is that he's not Scottish. And you know how those people love money. I'm part Scottish. That's just mm -hmm. why I'm saying that. Uh, but don't look up Scrooge's origins. Uh, that's why he has. <laughs> well, like, yeah, I didn't I didn't find out about that till I was an adult. And I, I don't think it's necessarily they love money. It's that the, 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 the stereotype is that they're stingy. Yes. yes. I mean, but if you even watch the really original DuckTales series, Scottish? if there's money on the line, Scrooge will sacrifice anything. He will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that didn't feed too much into the Scottish stereotype that I was never really aware of. Hmm. I just know if it's not Scottish, it's crap. So my answer is a, uh, I think it's got to be a Keyblade from Kingdom Hearts, really? honestly. It's the first thing that came to mind. I think they're cool. You get a different one in each level you go to. Each one's like modeled after whatever. That's I talked about how I was like, how I would like sketch stuff as a kid. I absolutely like sat in the back of like science class drawing out like, this is what a keyblade for Dumbo would look oh. like. <laughs> so like, cool. you're the coolest guy ever telling yeah. me I want to marry you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks. That's, that's what they all say. Uh, <laughs> um, that was, oh, the, uh, the Tron and uh, Night Before Christmas keyblades were so cool. I'm picturing one in my head and I can't remember what it is. So is whatever. It the, is it the beast one? Anyway, it's like that, that, that like kind of rose. That, the, like the rose. Yeah. 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 That one was, it's really a cool. late stage one. So it's pretty powerful. Yeah. But yeah, keyblades are fun. It's cool, man. Keyblades are cool. And like, there is not another weapon in games like that. You know what I mean? Like there are swords. Yes. But I genuinely can't think of another thing where it's like, it's not really a sword. A, it's like a bat with a maybe hilt. The, but I'm saying like, like you, you don't <laughs> stab true. with it. You whack. Yeah. With it. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, like, there's no. I'm trying to think of another weapon where it's like we took sort of a normal 
object and turn it into a big old melee weapon. Like maybe the mm. needle from Hollow Knight, or Dead Rising, kind of. Oh, I, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. But like, but like, gave it the weaponized treatment. I don't know. Mm. But it, it's uh, it's Keyblade. I think they're neat. See, my my theory with Keyblades is that they're like the um, like you, you said, it's like a bat, but but that the the teeth are the sharp part. So it's like one of those mm. Aztec uh, clubs with like the obsidian blades sticking out. Mm. Those sort of like, like the that. venomous fangs of a snake. Sure. I mean, they they, they <laughs> do have different attributes as you go further mm. into the series. So oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. I always wondered about the the appeal of keyblades. It's like it's just there's one big keys around, and they have keychains on the keys that are smaller than the keys themselves. And, and to make it more confusing, I, and I don't think they have any relation. And if you have a Disney store near you, mm-hmm. behind the register, they all have. They look like keys to the cities with hilts, and mm. the key portion is usually the Disney castle, but it's mm-hmm. behind and like. It's a real life keyblade, I would I would say to myself, but like I'm pretty sure there's no relation. But I do want to steal one, and if you anybody worked at a Disney store and stole one, I will happily pay you two dozen dollars or more. Uh, take it off your hands. <laughs> I I wonder if we're gonna get to a point in the future where like make your own lightsaber stations at Disneyland or gradually replace with Ooh. make your own keyblade stations. I mean. I don't see that series getting any more popular. <laughs> it's a rise <laughs> to meet Star Wars. I, I feel like Disney might already be trying to replace it with like the, there's a, there's a I saw like a yeah. line of McFarland action figures. Yeah, the mobile game. Yeah, yeah, it's just like Mirror, Mirror World. Or yes, Mirrorverse. That game. Oh boy, that is one of the most designed to make you pay money games I've seen in some time. I I, I downloaded it briefly to write some stuff about it, and uh, oh boy, is it monetized? Oh, Let me man. tell you what. One of those, like, you can only do this many missions a day kind of games, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't put it in the news, but I thought it was funny. Multiverses, which is a game I don't like much and want to see the best for. Uh, I, one, I love the uh, uh, PC Gamer keeps writing about it because, like, it's there's like a million fucking people playing. It's the PC it's Gamer audience. PC Game audience doesn't have a, a lot of free-to-play fighters and is enjoying it. And the most uh, OP character right now is Bugs fucking Bunny. Everyone is playing as my favorite character on the in the universe. Bugs Bunny is my favorite character ever, and that excites me to no end, and I hope he's never nerfed. Hmm. Yeah, it's basically a chaos god. That's yeah. what you want in your fighting games. They, well, I mean, they already put a cooldown on his uh, lingering love perk, so uh, <laughs> they've already nerfed him to some degree. How much more of a cooldown can there be in that game? There's cooldowns all day long I know, for I know. everything. <laughs> oh, it's awful. Sorry. But at the same time, I'm getting out of at my the system. same time, I do appreciate that it's like, hey, we know when it comes to platform fighters, the smash formula just works. So we're not even going to try. It's still the same deal damage not come off the screen. Like it just it's the best way to do that, you know? Except everybody sucks. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm a Wonder Woman main. <laughs> Everybody sucks. Everybody does like the opposite of how I, what I think that character would do. Hmm. I think that. Well, I do. I have to commend. Them. I think the Tom and Jerry design is really cool because all the attacks are like Tom lunging for Jerry with various objects, and Jerry dodges so it hits your opponent. You know, it's Wonderful. pretty neat. Yeah, I didn't. I've still never seen it because that character wasn't free that week. And uh... well, uh, 
just so you know, you can go to the game's tutorial section, a.k.a. the lab, and it's not the same as multiplayer, but you can try any character No there. shit, really? I didn't huh. know that. Yes. Good to know. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what is your favorite we- video game weapon of all time? Just one. Just one of all time. Let us know. Go to videogamepocalypse.com. I'm changing mine. I'm changing mine. Oh. Video game weapon of all time. Uh-huh. Power of words. Ooh. In and out of games, man. In and out. <laughs> On this the show. Power, uh-huh. Uh-huh. The power of God and anime. That's the- <laughs> <laughs> On my side. Uh, <laughs> a close second. All right, let us know what yours is. Go to videogamepocalypse.com. Answer to the comments for episode 483. Alternately, you can visit us on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There will be a thread there where you can answer. Or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we will collect and read the best answers on next week's show. Anyway, that has been our show. Let's go with some plugs. Um, Tony, once again, tell us about right. Framework and any other projects you want to plug. Sure, yeah. So Framework is a place where I do video game essays. I try to find like cool and fun and different angles on the games that you already like. Uh, the most recent one was uh, on Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance. In my watch uh, by list. The ti- Can't wait. All righty. Uh, by, uh, by the time this episode comes out, we're a couple days away from my next video. So keep an eye on Twitter for you know hints about that. Uh, you can follow the show at Framework underscore video. And I am personally at Chaingun Pope. Uh, I feel like every time I say my handle, I got to say there's not an interesting story behind the name. No. So just the Pope of chain guns, huge Second Amendment. Catholic. That's my favorite uh, video game weapon: <laughs> the <laughs> the Pope holding a chain gun. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's like uh, the Turtle Pope from Elden Ring, but it's a chain gun. Yeah, yeah. Which, for the record, I just got the I got the idea because I saw a picture of the Pope. Someone photoshopped him holding. He was like raising his hands to the heavens, and someone put two like ARs in his hands, and I was like. That's funny. Yeah. I, <laughs> Sounds yeah. like a very early 2000s thing yes. to do. It was a lot. It was that image was a lot funnier in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So let me say that much. Yeah. Yeah. Not nowadays. Not so much. Yeah, not 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 a T-shirt you could buy on Lauren Boebert's website. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and 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 I'm plugging. Uh, yeah. It's just been I, I, I've done a lot this week. Uh, man, I'm tired. Thirty twenty ten. Uh, new episode of Laser Time. Uh, New episode of Sick of Star Wars um, coming this week or this weekend, whenever I can get it finished. And a new episode of 80s in Depth, which based on that Laser Time episode about the summer of 82, we've been digging in a little deeper to certain films. And yeah, more to come. It's been a lot of fun. Cool. And uh, you can hear that at patreon.com slash Laser Time for five bucks. And we have literally hundreds of shows if you liked uh, any of our guests for past or present video game apocalypse uh, episodes were about games we beat you'd probably do one for another game at this point uh, talk about that off air yeah we're about to um, okay anyway yes as always visit us online at videogameapocalypse.com on twitter at vg apocalypse or follow me personally on twitter at wikiparas that's w-i-k-i-p-a-r-a-z anyway that's been our show thanks for listening everybody we'll see you next week Uh, 
No, that was just making a dumb joke. Now is neither yeah, the time or the place. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast. No, it's, it's a serious matter.